got it locked on Rodeo Radio. Hey, Tony, drop that. What, please? I bet. Dr. Dre in the place to be. Co rocking shit with my homeboy Steve. After Rodeo, get stupid, son. Yo. Don't think that you can get none of Trey The motherfucking doctor The bitch hopper The sucker motherfucker stopper I'm fucked up so don't mind what I'm saying I'm just kicking it But Steve, Tony, A and Susan Yo, we can choose it Dope shit to put in a mix Know what I'm saying? We kick shit like And, and That's a fact And if your shit ain't in a mix You know it's swag And that ain't no bullshit Kicking facts on a serious tip. Word up, Dr. Dre's in full effect doing serious damage, boy. Tony A! Tony A! When you're ready, go. Welcome back, everybody, to Rhodium Radio, episode 133 on this Super Bowl Sunday. And Tom Brady's taxing that ass, <laughs> just like I predicted. I told you guys, put your money on the goats. The Bucks, that's not my team, but I root for Tom Brady because I think this is like his 10th time going to the Super Bowl. But what do you know? So log off of that game. It's a wrap. He's the GOAT, period. He's going to go out on top and log into Rodium Radio. So other than that, uh, let me give a couple of announcements. Once again, uh, if you want to buy an ad for your album, if you want to promote your restaurant, if you want to promote whatever you do, you cut hair, you got a barbershop, buy an ad, and we play it during the breaks, okay? Uh, once again, hit us at DocuMixery forward slash ads. That's where we get back to you. And it's a one-minute ad. Uh, we have different prices. You can buy one or you can buy two weeks worth of ads or you could buy one month worth of ads. Most people that have bought ads have said that it had been very successful. Uh, other than that, if you wanna buy shirts, if you wanna buy uh, hats, if you wanna buy beanies, if you wanna buy music, whatever, mixtapes, go to DocuMixery.com, DocuMixery.com. And don't forget this Friday coming up, Freaky Tales is back in the building. So uh, other than that, let me see, am I forgetting anything? Let me think for a second. Hmm. No, I don't think so. If I do, then we'll come back and we'll play it or I'll announce it when we come back after our first break. But uh, other than that, first, let me introduce very special guests, okay, uh, that I have from the neighborhood, from my neighborhood. And I hope I say this name right, so please pray for me. Los Enclicados del Puerto. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up, Puerto, we out here live on the Rodium Radio with my boy Tony A, yes sir. Yeah, how you guys doing, man? Man, we're doing good, man, thank you for having us here tonight, man, it's, it's an honor just to be here, man, our, this is like, well, one of our very first interviews in general, like, where we have to sit down with someone right here in front of a live camera, it's crazy, man, thank you for having us. Well, you know what, hopefully, you guys blow the fuck up, <laughs> and then you guys come back and then tell tell me about your success. Hell yeah, that'd be that, a, That's that'd be pretty a much what the goal is here. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> yes, the goal is here to shine light on you guys so that people out there may want to hire you guys, may want to record with you guys, maybe there's a manager out there, I don't know, you know, just somebody that wants to help or contribute or whatever. You guys are, uh, how old are you guys? Um, me and my boy Omar right here, we're 17, we're from the same year, 2003. Okay. I'm 19. I'm from, 2000, from 2001. 2001. Wow. The Chronic 2001 came out in 2001. Yeah, That's dope. Man, it, you, know, you know what's crazy? Because I, I, I'm blessed to be able to talk with the future 
the, the new generation, you know, because I'm an old fool from the old school, okay? Yeah. And, but I can still relate to a lot of y youngsters, you know? Like uh, my son, he's a young cat, but I still outwork him out. I, could, I still outrun him. I still outdo him in anything, yeah. you know? So, so I'm one of those old guys that think, still thinks he's young. So, but um, anyways, um, other than that, let's start with you. Were you guys watching the Super Bowl? Yeah, we were at the homie um, Javi's pad. Yeah, we were at my pad watching it. It was getting crazy. Well, not really crazy. It was mostly one-sided, but I mean, <laughs> it was crazy to see. Well, okay, what, what, what do you guys think happened to Kansas City? Because they were tearing shit up like all year. Yep, I, I had bets on the bugs, but then my homies were telling me, oh, the Chiefs are going to get it because they have better like stats throughout yeah. the year. And so I backed out of the, of the bets, but... You know, right. I missed out on 50 bucks, sadly. <laughs> yeah, I had a guy that wanted to bet me 100. I didn't take it, you know, because I try to stay away now for money. I'll tell you why. Because most guys, they'll find a reason not to pay you. Oh, they'll say, well, Tampa Bay was playing at home. And the rest, you know, gave them free flags. Oh, so I don't know why that type of yeah, bullshit. Yeah, those are just those yeah. things people I don't like to pay up. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. It, it, they probably just had Monopoly money. They didn't yeah. have real fucking money, <laughs> you know. But uh, now, other than that, uh, uh, like, for an example, you guys football guys? Um, Not really. I'll still watch it. Okay. So none of you guys have a NFL team? Uh, yeah. Well, I have an NFL team, the Niners. I, I also used to play in um, sixth grade, um, Pop Warner. Pop Warner for, yep. for Wilmington right here? Yep, for the pilots. Yep. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Once a pilot, always a pilot. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Hey, any of you guys? Um, so yeah, right here, same same team, the 49ers. 49ers. I don't really watch football. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a team. I, as much as I want to get into it, it I, personally, it's just not for me. I'm more of a soccer guy. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. America. Yeah, yeah, America's my team. <laughs> all right, all right. Arriba la tierra. <laughs> now, now, let me ask you, you know what was so dope about the Super Bowl? Not only that I was happy for Tom Brady to win another one. I, I think there's probably still playing like two minutes left, but mm -hmm. it's a fucking wrap is that there were people in the stands oh yeah yeah that was a good thing that there were people in the stands because it made it, it made it feel like normal again yeah I, I was looking at the at the stage at the stands i was even turning around i was like damn bro look at all these like because it was just a bunch of cutouts but in between the cutouts that had people and i was like oh shit look they have people up in the stands that was dope yeah that was really dope mm -hmm. and i'll tell you one thing that I, I really enjoyed about this is that uh this is the first time that the a team gets to play at their home stadium in the super bowl like, let's just say for an example, next year they pick, you know, 49ers Stadium, right? Mm -hmm. And the 49ers just happen to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they, that they play at home. That's what the Bucks did. Imagine Tom Brady winning his sixth Super Bowl at home. Uh, like, he, he made history. Yep. You know, amazing. Uh, what about basketball guys? You got any basketball? Uh, not really. I mean, right here. Or should well, we just go for the Lakers? Yeah, we're yeah. going to go for yeah, the Lakers. We all, you know, we all seen, yeah, we all seen when they won the last, uh, the NBA championship. Hell yeah. I hope they win it again. Yep. Hell yeah. Oh, what about baseball? Baseball, baseball Dodgers. Dodgers all the way. Yeah, Dodgers. We, we've seen when they won the World Series. It's funny, Um, when we seen the Lakers win the NBA Finals and the Dodgers win the World Series, both of those days, we were at a party. We were like at a tocada. We were doing a gig and they were all watching it and it was cool to see them like when during the party because people got lit yeah, after fireworks and everything yeah. 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 celebrations taking shots yeah, <laughs> <laughs> taking shots checking out the girls yep hell yeah partying just throwing a laker jersey even if you're not a laker fan <laughs> yep. just yeah, to okay. get you a ruka yeah, yeah. but uh now um so uh 49ers uh america uh i almost said chivas but no but um <laughs> lakers dodgers uh you guys like boxing Yep, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I used to box. Used to I used to box for two years at the at the teen center. No shit. Yep. 
Okay. This guy, I'm going to tell you one thing about this guy already. He already has an advantage over the regular street dude on the street <laughs> yeah. that wants to fight. Yeah. Most street dudes that want to fight, they fuck, they drink a 40 and they grow beer bowls. <laughs> they don't want to throw blows. Here's what happens. Here's why you have an advantage because you use both hands. Yeah. Okay. The majority of the guys on the streets, I see the mask on a pinch of That's it. That's it. When you just bam, 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 you know, take them apart and then later on they'll say, you cheated because you box. But mm -hmm. uh, no, it's always good to learn how to use your hands, man. Yeah. Especially if you guys are going to be performing. Yeah. You know, you never know with some dr dumb, drunk motherfucker, yeah, yeah. you know. Just you how could, hops on the stage. You could be like, just... ping, ping, <laughs> <laughs> couple of jabs. We don't need no security guards. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay, so now, uh, any favorite boxers? Right now, right here. Well, Julio says, of course, of all time. Yeah, yep. Julio says Chavez. Right now, well, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. The one that just fought. Okay. Is it Danny Garcia? That kid? No, no. Who, who I really Garcia? fuck with Ryan is Virgil Garcia? Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz. I don't really like Ryan Garcia, but okay. But Virgil Ortiz. I mean, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> okay. What about Canelo? Canelo. Canelo. Yeah. Okay. Isn't he coaching Ryan? No, he, he's in the same camp as Ray. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, of course, Julio Cesar Chavez. Yeah. I had a chance to meet him. The weirdest thing about meeting him, believe it or not, when I shook his hand, he had the world's softest hands, bro. Really? What? Fuck yeah. But soft boxing hands, bro. It's almost like, it was almost embarrassing. Like, how does this guy with these fucking soft ass hands be knocking motherfuckers out? But, you know, he did. Yeah. R real cool dude. Like I said, but when I shook it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it was weird, yeah. bro. But I'm a huge, huge boxing fan. Went to a lot of uh, fights in Vegas, uh, 80s and 90s. And after, after that era, I think when De La Hoya started coming in, I kind of started backing away from boxing. Mm -hmm. But I watched a little bit of the boxing here and there. Yeah. Uh, did you guys watch the last McGregor fight? No, I didn't. I didn't watch it. No, okay. I didn't get yeah, to watch it. But I, yeah. I only watched the first one when he was against Canelo. That was like the only one I got to watch. No, no, McGregor. The, the, yeah, the, the Canelo yeah, versus yeah. McGregor one. That was like the only fight. No, 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 no. McGregor is a... You know, oh, McGregor's the, the one yeah, that McGregor's just got knocked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah, 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 never mind. Oh, yeah, I did see that one. That dude. Yeah. Let me tell you about this. Yeah, that was crazy. He hadn't even fought. Like, he hasn't even been fighting. And the other dude, he was just... Yeah, he was on a rampage. Yeah, he was, yeah that's he crazy. crazy. Yeah, he got fucked up. He was just laying there, huh? He yeah. all the rapido, huh? Like that, that fight didn't last that long, huh? Dude? It was in the second round. Yeah, right? I, oh, I, I think shit. so. I didn't even watch it because they wanted like seventy-five bucks. I'm like, fuck. It was a pay per view. Yeah, pay per view, <laughs> yeah. and my fire stick doesn't work that good, so I'm not gonna yeah, pay for it. <laughs> you know. So, but uh, no. Other than that, now let me ask. Starting with you, uh, uh, I already say you're from the hood, but let me ask for those that are just tuning in right now. Where are, uh, did you grow up at? Where are you from? Well, I grew up in Wilmington, okay. Delta, representing. Um, <laughs> I grew up when I was small when, uh, at the east side. Went to Wilmington Park and everything. And then and then we were moving around. I ended up at the west side, but, you know, I grew up at the east. Oh, dope. Hey, too? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're all here from Wilmington. I, I, I went to school at George La Torre over there in elementary school. Uh, Wilmington Middle, Banning. I mean, pretty much grew up here, all of us. We just grew up here in the Wilmington area. Oh, 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 were, you, were you guys good in school, man? Um, I was not a troublemaker, but I wasn't the brightest. <laughs> but I was I was out there. You answered like a politician. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you? Uh, honestly, no. <laughs> honestly, not. You weren't good? Nah, I was a troublemaker. And you grew up here as well? Yeah. What elementary, middle school, and high school did you attend? Oh, well, honestly, well, I didn't. I didn't grow up here. I came here for high school. Okay. I was originally from Southgate. I came here from Mexico. I was just everywhere, and Wilmington was just, you know, it was right. just a nice little city. Leave down. Yeah. Just came down here. <laughs> and now you're here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That'll work. That'll oh, work, yeah, man. We're out here uh, just representing the hood, trying to 
make noise with their music. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Now, uh, you guys all go to Banning? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he graduated. Um, I got sent out of Banning. I'm currently going to Cooper. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, still, still yeah he's, he's going to Banning. Okay. Oh, you still go to Banning? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You're going to graduate, man? Yes, of course. Yeah, we're from the same, we're from the same year. We're going to graduate uh, this, this this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know what, man? I wish I could have graduated. Yeah. I graduated backstage. Oh, oh all right. Meaning that I, I didn't. I feel like that's. Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh, I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys took a while, yeah. but now, uh, other than that, that, now let me ask you guys. Uh, growing up in, in a Mexican home, okay. Uh, what type of music? Let's start with you. Were you raised with as far as with your mother and your father? What would they play at home when growing up as a kid? Um, well, strictly Mexican Mexican music. Mm -hmm. My mom really likes Juan Gabriel. Hell yeah. Yep. Antonio Aguilar, and then my dad he liked listening to. To Cornelio, Cornelio Reina, uh, Gerardo Reyes. He liked listening to Ramon Ayala, Los yeah. Cadetes. That'll work. That'll work. Yeah, same here. I'm, my whole family is from Michoacan, so they just listen to all, like all that Norteño stuff. They like Los Alegres, El Barranco. I mean, my dad will still listen to like that. Like, I, I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone, but like that Fresa music, like Juan Gabriel and stuff <laughs> like that. Like you know, like like that Fresa thing, like that the that the. Like the Tia's been listening to, my dad will still bump that. Yeah. But yeah, most of my family just listens to like that Norteño, like Alegres, Tucanes, all that. <laughs> That'll work. You know, you, you didn't offend me. I like I like both music. No, so. yeah, my family be fucking with everything, but like, I don't know. Like, yo, cuando oigo esa música, me siento como, like, no sé qué, like, damn. <laughs> it's a different vibe. Like, we out here, right. like, just. You ever want to, okay, at least in my opinion, you ever want to see some girls move hips, play some play some cumbias. Yep. So, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? To, the the hips don't lie. So, whether it's the cumbias or the salsa. Yourself? Pues, um, my family's from Guana, from GTO, Guanajuato, shout out to GTO, and um, pues, we honestly listen to all types of music, mm. rap, corridos, norteñas, cumbias. Rap, and are you in Guanajuato? Well, well, when my family came this way, they okay. started, like, yeah, listening my, to my tias and everybody, they started, they started just listening to that type of music, and pues, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, 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 let me ask you guys this because you guys, uh, if I'm correct, for those that may not know, you guys sing corridos, correct? Yes. Okay. Why did you guys decide to move into the genre of corridos over, let's just say, just to present the question as in, instead of rap, instead of R&B, instead of funk, why corridos? If whoever wants to answer that. I mean, for me, it was just, well, back then, I didn't like corridos, sorry. <laughs> but um, um, one day I just listened to this song and I just related to it so much and little by like, I could just relate to that song so much that I was like, man, like, you know, like this song's lit, like right. it's crazy. And I was just listening to the instruments, I was listening to everything and I was like, wow. And ever since then, I just hopped on, hopped on corridos. Okay. Yeah, for me, uh, I got into I got into the corridos like not like pretty late. Um, as a kid, I always used I used to grow up listening to rap, like but like like M like that old school like Eminem, all that stuff, right. like Dr. Dre, all that stuff, the old school rap. But then um, my brother, my brother just loved corridos. He loved them so much. It's all he would bump, and like it, it was like that type of relationship where like if we're in the car together, we can't listen to the same shit. But one day he put me onto this group. Uh, Grupo Codiciado. This this is the group. Like when I first heard them, I was like, all right, you know, th this is the group that put me on to corridos. So my brother, my brother's the one that put me on to corridos. Like as a kid, I never really listened to that uh, original Mexican music. I was really into rap. You know, I used to listen to hip hop all the time. 
but um i don't know something about this group and just their music just hit like it stuck to me i was like damn like this sounds dope i should really get into it yeah poco poquito like i found my way into corridos i would find my own songs like listen to new music and i just i just loved it man i just fell in love with with the music with the mexican wow. culture everything the whole regional mexicano i just i liked it so much whether if it was sireño like just guitars or norteño you know get some accordion tambor on there like everything like it fascinated me the music it was it was dope i loved it and just like that i got into it it's That's just dope. merged into it well for me i grew up with it you know but when like as a little kid you know you kind of want to shy away from that because like not everybody listens to it not none of your peers but when i got to middle school i sort of got more into it but then like my friends would call me like stuff like names like beaners right whatever so then um I'll, I'll keep that shit to myself and then and then well middle school i got even more into it you know okay okay now uh, what instrument do you play uh i play i play the bass Okay, and if I'm correct, you sing. Yeah. Okay. Do you play any of the instruments? Uh, in the group? Yeah, I'm. Well, not in the group. I'm barely getting into into six strings, so we can start like doing more stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. And oh, I play the the twelve string, the requinto. Okay. Yeah. Now let me ask you guys. Uh, growing up, uh, uh, did you guys play any instruments, or is this pretty much a, something new to you guys? Or well, growing up um, in middle school, I used to play piano before I got into guitar. Mm -hmm. So I don't. Well, I kind of just fell in love with music after that, and then. Un día salió, ¿cómo se llama? Salió Ariel Camacho, and I just loved the way that he played the guitar. And ever since then, I fell in love with it, and I've been playing since then. Uh, now, do, do you think, uh, because I don't play any instruments, I'll uh -huh. play a little bit of keys, just enough to, like, if I'm producing a song, yeah. I'll play certain keys, and then I'll tell my musician, this is what I want to hear. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and I should have I should have took more time learning instruments, so that mm -hmm. way I don't have to pay musicians or whatnot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that playing piano helped you play guitar? Uh, honestly, it did. It, it, it was a big advantage because when I started learning to read the notes, it was like I already learned. Like, because okay. it's, it's it's basically the same thing. Yes, that's music what I was is, told. Music is basically the same thing. It's just different instruments. Yeah, just for different instruments. Okay, and and you, you know, when I say the youngster, five, six, seven, eight years old, were you playing any instruments at all? Um, I wasn't, but I remember when when Harry Bridges were we used to be Gonzalez, right? Yeah. They used to have Louis and all and like a dentist. Mm -hmm. It was a whole it was a whole little shopping center. Right. Um, there is a guy who would sell accordions in the van, like toy accordions, and my mom would always buy me one, but I always end up breaking them. So, but I always I was always fascinated by instruments. <laughs> by she would buy me like toy guitars and toy accordions. I was always fascinated. Okay, and, and about what age did, did, would you say you started playing an actual um, instrument? I started learning guitar over a year ago, like a year okay. and a couple months ago. Okay, now do do you like the way you like? Do you ever say to yourself, "Fuck, I can get down"? Like, yeah, <laughs> well, with the bass I can get down. Yeah, yeah with the bajo I get down. Okay. I still I still need a lot to work on, but you know. Right. Yeah. Okay. What about yourself? I mean, uh, I've been playing for five years now. I mean, it's been a while, but you still gotta gotta keep learning no matter what. Okay, now since I don't know as far as a lot of this genre, uh, I mean I ha I'm familiar with the music, but as far as with the younger generation, are there groups out there like you guys around your guys' age, or if not even younger? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, right yeah. now, the corrido, the whole, the, the whole scene, the whole yeah, scene is that's the move right now. Like people might not see it, but if you really look into it, like corridos are popping right now. There's groups right. from all over the country, whether it's from Colorado, here, California, Texas, everywhere, like just Todos a bunch levels. of morritos our age, like 17, 18, 19, just trying to come up. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a big scene. Like the corrido movement is right now. It's like, I feel like out of like me of my time of life right now, it's, this is the biggest I've ever seen. It. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. For see sure. now I've, I've, I've been more on the 
hip hop side of music, mm-hmm. not on the Spanish side of music. But one thing that I always hear from producers that I work with or producers that I do know that they, that they always tell me this, man, you got to fuck with the Spanish shit, right? The Spanish shit is big. And these are white guys telling me this, <laughs> no, you know, these are white guys telling me this. And I'm <laughs> like, this dude is telling me, you know, saying not that I, I take that in a, you know, in a bad way, but I'm like, fuck, how come I didn't know? Yeah. <laughs> You know, so that's why I ask and I like to ask a lot of questions that I think a lot of the fans would like to know. Is it big? You know, but you're saying it is. Yeah, it's I feel like right now it's, yeah. it's the biggest that have I've uh, seen it. Okay, uh, I'll give you an example and, and I, I'll tell you how fast I saw this one club change in Houston, Texas. In 1991, I was on tour out there with big groups. Uh, uh, maybe you got men that I heard of them. Uh, DJ Quick, EPMD, a guy named Father MC, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and the, the Ghetto Boys, okay? And we performed at a club in 1991 called The Palladium, mm-hmm. okay? I went back, nine, from 91, I went back to ni- in 1997, so like uh, six years, okay? I went back to perform there, now this time with the Cuban guy that I was uh, producing for. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it, when I, I was there in 1991, it was an all-black club. Like I was literally like the only like white guy there, mm-hmm. okay. And I was DJing for a lot of these guys. And um, when I went back, it was a straight Mexican club. Like it, it within six years, that whole scene just changed. It just changed. So I guess I'm trying to get a better picture, and I'm understanding on how big this you know Mexican music, the Spanish music is, yeah. you know. And I'm glad you guys are sharing that because there are people that that tune in here just for rap. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Chicano rap okay. or whatever else, you know. So this is the first time that we actually have somebody here that's uh, representing Corridos. And I'm happy that you guys are the first one, especially being we're all from the same neighborhood, yep. yeah. you know, and that's dope. That's dope. So uh, now, other than that, at how did you guys all meet? Um, well, I, I met him in, in ninth grade. Yeah, we all, we all met individually. I met Omar in school and ahead I met Omar in school. But me and Hera didn't know each other in school. Okay. So we we all met like we all met each other like good good after school. Um, it all started when um, in school in school I would sometimes sing. I remember there would be this kid one time. He took his guitar to school. I, I don't know the kid honestly to this day. I have no idea who that kid was. But I remember one day some kid took he this was an gu- angel. He introduced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day he's a big reason for this. Yeah, one day some kid took his guitar to school, and this was like during pilot break, like during the break during school. Um, I started. He started playing a song, and I started singing. And Omar, Omar was there, right? He yeah, seen. So that happened. And so, like a couple months later, this was like during summer break. Omar hit me up. He's like, he's like, hey man, you know, you trying to do something sometime? You know, get together, play, sing, record some videos. And I'm like, yeah, I'm down. So me and him started. We we went to the. Right this, was, this was ninth grade when you sang and and, and like with that guy passing by. Yeah, and this, this and all happened. Tenth grade, I think. No, tenth grade. Yeah, th- was it eleventh grade? The day that I sang, this was years ago. This was like in ninth grade, and then years later, Omar hits me up like, "Hey man, we should we should like jam out." So one day we went to right here the Parque de los Patos. See, si. um, Harbor that, Park. Yeah, but we all call it yeah, the, 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 yeah, the Harbor Park, Park for those the Doug Park. Yeah, yeah, right there, <laughs> but um. This is where it all started. One day, me and Omar went to to the park and we recorded a video. I think we were seeing El F1 by Nathaniel Cano. Yeah, uh, we posted that on Instagram and people were fucking with it. And Omar told me that same day, he's like, hey man, you know, I have a homie who plays Requinto. He's pretty good. His name is Hera. And he showed me a couple of his videos on Instagram. And like two, three days later, he hit me up and we all got together for the first time. It was at the, shout out to my boy, Tony, Tony. if you're watching this. We all got together <laughs> at my friend Tony's pad. Uh, and we just started jamming it there. That's the day we all we all met. We just 
got together, played some songs. Eh, pues así empezó. And, and how long ago was that again? This, that was a year ago. Yeah, this was like yeah, barely yeah. a year ago. Okay, so you guys are barely new. Yeah, mm -hmm. we. I don't think we've even been in an official group for more than six months. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is all new. This this is all recent. Like, this all just started like about a year ago. Now, now let me ask you guys. So far, so far, what you guys have put together, I mean, well, after break, we'll come back and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more mm -hmm. about what can where can people buy it or see you guys or hear you guys or whatever but so far within these six months to a year that you guys have been together uh um how has it been man have you guys really are you guys really loving what you guys are doing it, i mean it's crazy like yeah. the, the 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 things that we're doing is just insane like the everything that we're doing like um I mean, a big, a big, a lot of a massive part of this goes out to um, my boy Jaime over there. I know thyself. I mean, he's, Shout out to know yeah, thyself. he's been helping us a lot. Like he picked us up. We, we really started from nothing. Like we, we had no intention of like, like being this, like we, we didn't think, oh yeah, we're going to drop music videos. We're going to drop an EP, like none of that. Like we, we just got, we would just post videos on Instagram and then it just all started, you know, Jaime hit us up and all these things started happening. We started getting tocadas we started doing videos recording it's crazy like and shout out to anthony who put us on to know so oh yeah he, he's the one that hit up um jaime he showed it he showed um jaime to us uh-huh yeah and then um that's when jaime hit us up and then he wanted to like work out something with yeah us. shout out my boy anthony gonzalez he he's pretty much like the reason we're we're with K, with kts but uh yeah a lot of this is i mean it's it's been a short amount of time for all the things that we've done it's honestly crazy like i can i personally can say i'm happy we're happy with what we've accomplished in you know this little time short, short and lots to come too yeah okay now now let me ask you this we got about a minute before we go to break but mm -hmm. i wanted to ask you guys this so far what has and i want to hear it in each individually mm -hmm. what is the response that you have been getting from what you guys have been putting together so far well my friends from school they're always hitting me up like oh shoot like like good shit. Um, we fuck with your music. They're like, oh, we we don't listen to corridos, but we really like your guys' music. Mm. Um, even a Samoan kid. Um, shout out to Miles. <laughs> he he hit us up. He's commented like, hey, you guys. I don't even I don't even know Spanish, but you guys you guys get down, and that's how we know that we're doing something good. Okay. Nah, no, I mean it's crazy. Like we have people support, even people from outside of our neighborhood just supporting us. Like the response that we've been getting, I. It's good. I I I like the response that we're getting. You know, people supporting us from all. We some people even tell us that people are bumping us over there in Mexico, and that's it's true. crazy. I'm like, wow, really? And he's like, yeah, man. I got people over there in Tijuana, Michoacan, bumping your music. It's like, oh shit, that's crazy. Like the response that we're getting is is really motivating us more. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's, we'd love to see it. And yourself? I mean, it's like my my boy Javi saying is it's wild. You know, like damn, all this love that we're getting, we're just, just trying to make noise. It's just. And, and, and what is the feedback that uh, uh you know i know you say you guys get love but yeah like what are some of the words or some of the props that you've been getting well keep it going echale ganas yeah mo most of it is people from from the hood too like telling us like damn man you guys you guys are doing good teacher, oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey shout out to mr pimentel my ninth grade math teacher who i always used to annoy the fuck out of a couple days ago he hit me up he's like damn javier I seen your, I see you guys are doing music. That's dope. Keep it up. I like that song El Bicho. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Even our teachers from banding are hitting us up. But yeah, we have people from all around the hood just telling us like, yeah, man, keep it up. You guys are putting the city on the map. And just all those kind of responses, like even from people outside of the hood, like, damn, you guys are hard. Like people should be more into like getting more into Wilmington. You know, they're yeah. making noise. That'll yeah. work. That'll work. Check it out. We're going to go ahead and take a 10 minute break. We're going to come right back. So if you guys need to take a piss, you guys can go. Yep. So other than that, uh, once again, everybody, make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody. You know why? Because the neighborhood is in the motherfucking building. Wilmington, stand up. We'll be back 10 minutes.
Welcome back, everybody, to Rodeo Radio, episode 133, and we are still here. So I hope you guys enjoyed that football game because uh, this interview is actually going to be better than that game. Seriously, we're about to hit it out of the motherfucking ballpark. So uh, without further ado, I hope I get it right once again, Los Enclicados del Puerto. Yes, sir, yes, sir. How you guys doing? We're chilling. We are yeah. here live on the Rodeo Radio. Yes, Hell sir. Yeah. In the city of what? In the city oh, of Wilmington, California. California. Hell yeah. Okay, so... Uh, um, you guys gonna play a little song for us? Yeah, yeah, we got the instruments out. Um, we're, we're gonna give you guys a little exclusive, a little sneak peek of what's coming soon. All right, cool. Give us like a half a song. Is that cool? Uh, yep. Yeah. Let's right, do this that. Is, so y'all can stay tuned for this. This is called right. Vivo Bien, de lo que se viene próximamente, dice más o menos. Relacado, así me han de ver Las plebitas ya van a llegar Y la fiesta ya va a comenzar Que retumbe la abandona Ya quiero bailar Pa' la sierra me voy a jalar En mi rancho hay al Michoacán Jicalana ya radico en mi tierra natal la vivo bien, nada me de preocuparme Prendo un cigarro de chelaro para relajar los ojos Traigo tumbados, nadie a mí me va a juzgar Así vivo yo mi vida, ¿quién me va a criticar? Coming soon, puro clicados del puerto Right here live from the Rodeo Radio Puro KTS, nothing less Everybody's give on my hand, please, real quick. Yo, come Hell soon, yeah. Stay tuned for that. Vivo bien. Put in clicados el puerto. Hell shout out yeah. to Carnales Entertainment. Yeah, shout out to Carnales. El que no les guste que se meten el pinche verga. So then, okay, so now if you can scoot it back in so we can get you a little bit in. Yeah, just try to scoot back in a little bit so that way we can uh, get you back in. Back, back. back in focus. Yep. So. With that being said, first of all, that shit was dope. Thank I, you, man. I Thank you for that. I enjoyed that, man. And, and now, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, because in rap, mm -hmm. we do have some people that do have ghostwriters. Okay, you guys know what that is, right? Yep. Okay. In like, do you write all your lyrics? Yeah. Yeah? Now, would you be open if somebody wanted to, like, write some stuff for you guys? I mean, yeah, we, um, we've we had people that, that told us, like, hey, we have songs. Like, would you be down to sing it for us? And, I mean, we could talk to someone about that. Okay. We're open to that. Okay, but you guys pretty much write your own stuff yeah all play of your own yeah. stuff okay uh, uh now now let, let me ask you guys this um uh, when you guys first got together uh did you guys start recording immediately no <clears throat> okay um no no okay when we first got together we 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 never thought of that we never had a plan we never knew we were going to be recording our own songs we never knew we were going to be a group in general we just 
like when we first got together right but just time went by and we saw like damn you know we should start doing something with this and mm-hmm. and yeah we hit up um well my boy my boy's primo shout out to carnales entertainment the one that records everything mixes and masters all our tracks shout out to carnales entertainment they're the ones that take care of us when it comes to all of our recordings okay okay now well where did you guys start recording like your first demos if you will well honestly it was just this one time Javi, well, it was just me and Javi that one time. We okay. Again, to his tío's house because his tío's an engineer, and he was like, "Oh, you want to go record in the studio?" Like, I was like, "Oh, well, well, I never thought, you know, like." So we went in. We did like three covers. We did like yeah. Three the, these recordings were just like just for fun. Like yeah. it wasn't our songs. They were just covers. The, but this is like this is like when we first first started recording. That's like our first. That was our first ever recording ever we had recorded three covers okay now did you guys end up playing those songs for somebody and if you guys did what was the feedback that you guys got from those covers we those are not out those are never those yeah those never those never got out yeah. those are those are just, those in are just for us. fun okay so you guys never showed anybody like nah. even not even the homies no nah okay I mean, except omar yeah because he didn't go that day yeah. oh, okay now when you heard it what, what did you think was good yeah well, yeah okay um yeah, this this that's, was that's, this was with my tío with my tío Rafa. Um, he 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 like he's a self engineer. You know, he doesn't have a studio or nothing. Like he just records from his house and from his laptop. He mixes everything. Like these were recorded in a day, and he gave it to us the same yeah. day. Like these were just for fun. Like he with him, we weren't seriously like trying to record stuff and take them like release anything. Okay, okay. Now, uh, uh, when did you guys start recording together? Like as far as demos are concerned. This was this was after we met um, Jaime. We met Jaime, and then he's the one that wanted us to start recording in a studio. Uh-huh. And then um, he mentioned Carnales, and I was like, oh, he's, he's my primo. He's my he's my first cousin. He's primo hermano. So then um, he's like, oh, for sure. Like, we could, then that means that maybe, like, he won't he won't charge us because, you know, he's family. Right. So we started going, I don't, I, I want to say, like, around August, uh-huh. maybe a little before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started recording um, our EP. The first song that we recorded was El Bicho. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if you heard of heard of it, but mm-hmm. but it was written by. by yeah, that was the first ever song that we finished and recorded. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, now let me ask you. Start beginning with you. Uh, let me like some of your maybe top three, four, corrido bands groups that you like to listen to. Let's see, I need. Um, right now, well, right now I'm I'm really listening to like the old stuff, but okay. That the people who are like who I really like right now. I'll say, um, I like Esteban Gabriel. He's from Texas. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I can't. I can't really think of so, like okay. people, artists, and stuff in my head right now. Um, I I like Avram Vasquez. Okay. And um, Marca Registrada. Fidel. Okay. He's a really good writer. Okay. What about yourself? Um, I uh, right now, right now, I'm really into a, an artist called Junior H. Uh, I've always been into him. Uh, he's really popping right now. Actually, a lot of people like him. Um, also, I take a lot of inspiration from Abraham Vasquez as well. His his way of writing and it's just his style in general in music. And Grupo Coisiado, which is the first group I ever, 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 ever got put on. The first ever Mexican music I f- I fell in love with. They've always I've always listened to them. They're they will always be my favorite grupo. Okay. Okay. And me, pues, well, con las viejitas. Well, not really that old. Like hijos de barrón and like Ariel Camacho, but. I also like a lot of the new ones, like Junior H, like Gabran Vasquez, a lot of a lot of the new music as well. Okay, that'll work. And right now, uh, uh, when you guys, well, when you guys hooked up with Jaime, he took you guys to a studio, if I'm correct. 
he the studio is my cousins. Okay, your yeah. cousins. Yeah, okay. he he hit us up. He's like he's like, hey, so do you guys record anywhere? And we're like, no, we we don't we don't have nowhere to record. But then he like he like Omar said he had men- Jaime had mentioned to us about Carnales. And well, that just happens to be his cousin. Okay. <clears throat> so Omar told him, he's like, yeah, that's my cousin. And Jaime was like, oh, really? Well, let's see if, you know, we could work something up and get you guys cooking in there. And that's how it all started. Jaime hit up, um, my boy Chuy over there at Carnales Entertainment and he got us, he got us hooked on and he just brought us in there and we started cooking up. We started recording our first EP. Okay. Uh, and, and how many songs of this EP? It's, Six, seven? It's eight songs, five original songs and three covers. Okay. Okay. And w- when would that be released? It's out. Oh, it's out. Yeah, it's out. It's been out for what? At least two months? months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Now let's talk about, uh, you said five originals and three covers. Mm -hmm. Okay. uh, Which one uh, out of those eight songs? Let me begin with you. If I had to twist your arm, uh, for the people that are going to go look for it after, which one is your favorite song? Well, honestly, my favorite song is song called Fiesta en el Puerto. It's just, it's just a vibe, you know, like just partying. Yeah, partying, just chilling with the homies. Like if you're just kicking back. Okay. Yeah. Um, my my favorite song is uh, damn, that's actually hard, but I I have to go with El Botas. El Botas, uh, one of the original songs. Um, I wrote that one for my brother, and I don't know that that song. I really like that song. I like how it came out. Okay. El Botas too, and I also really like um his song, which is El de la Verde. Oh, El de la Verde, yeah, that, that one slept on. That one's a banger too. <laughs> okay, now let, let me ask you guys, uh, uh, beginning with you, uh, which one are people saying is like their shit? Uh, I think El Bicho, because um, a lot of, we went to go play at Andy's Hip Hop, and they were like, oh, tocanos la, la de Wilmas, la de Wilmington. Uh-huh. And they like people already know it has the yeah. Ev- everyone likes that song because uh, it mentions Wilmington and like the whole the whole hood loves that song. Like, hey, el corrido de Wilmington. Like, hey, bump that shit, el bicho. Like everywhere we go, like, hey, el corrido de Wilmington. And we're like, okay, right. and is that the one that you're getting as well? Yeah, it's yeah. el bicho. Okay, and uh, any visuals out? Yeah, we have two two visuals out. A shout out to my boy Miggy Visions that records all our videos. Yeah, we recorded two videos, El Bicho and El Botas, both directed by him. Uh, those are all the right now. Those are the only two visuals we have out right now. But we're gonna drop more. Okay, okay. Now, now let me ask you this: Has there ever been a uh, uh, a corrido uh, for women at all? That, that you guys- I that I know of. No, not for Wilmington. I've heard Correos mention Wilmington, but not specifically for Wilmington. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I know uh, one of my boys, he he had a song made for him, and I believe it mentions, I, I haven't heard it, but it's kind of several years old, but I believe it might have mentioned, you know. Uh, uh, Jaime, Jaime showed me a song today. Um, I think it's called El Compa Hueso. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, that's the song I'm yeah. talking about. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Huh? Yeah. yeah, that's the one. You know, and you know what's funny? I never even heard it. <laughs> I never heard it. And growing up, that was my best friend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I call him the mayor of Wilmington. <laughs> so if you're listening, what's up, Angel? So other than that, uh, um, now, so the response is great. You got two videos out. Now, where can people purchase this or go listen to it? All platforms, pretty much. You guys can go listen to it on Spotify, on Apple Music, on iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever. It's out everywhere, YouTube. So everyone who's trying to go find our music, we're under Los Enclicados del Puerto, everywhere. Okay. Now, Talk to us about the name. How did how did you guys come up with that name? The name the name is actually a funny story. Um, <laughs> we, like I said, when we first got together, we never ever had the intention to start a grupo. We never thought in our minds, hey, we're gonna make a grupo, we're gonna do all this. Like, no, it all started when 
I wrote El Bicho and I showed it to them and I'm like, hey, what you guys think about this song? They're like, damn, that's dope. You know, we should we should start dropping music. And then all that happened when we like when we started writing. We started writing. This was all before we met um Jaime, before we were we had anything to do with Know Thyself. <clears throat> but um we were writing our songs and we we wanted to drop them. So so I remember one day, one day was in a group chat. Um Omar said, So what are we gonna call ourselves? And we're like, Oh shit. Cause it just like he didn't even say, hey, so we're gonna make a grupo or like no nothing. He just said, so what are we gonna call ourselves? We're like, oh shit, all right, so this is real. So we're like, all right, let's let's get to thinking of some names. And we were just throwing out like a bunch of like cliche, like like all that like like oh los de la W or los del three one zero, like all that mainstream stuff. We were like, nah, we're trying to sound like different, you know? We're trying to trying to just sound out from everybody else. So Omar he sends to the group chat. He's like, los enclicados de Puerto. And we're like, oh shit, that sounds dope. Oh, enclicados basically means it's like, um, well, right now in the in the corrido movement, uh, there, there's this artist, there's this artist out called Herencia de Patrones. Um, they have a catchphrase called Clica shit, and it was like, it's it was popping. It's to this day, like it's still popping. Like, you'll hear like Morito saying, hey, Clica shit, like, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but we were like, damn, that sounds dope. And like, Clica, you know, it's basically a click, you know, a group. So we're like, you know, we're a group. So we're, you know, we're enclicados. Like that's what we are. We're enclicados. So we're like, fuck it. Los enclicados del puerto. We're from the puerto. That's dope. And then we told ourselves, we're like, all right, we'll just stick with that and to see, you know, what we finally come up with. And it just, we just, it just stuck. It just stuck, just stuck, it just stuck yeah. on. We just. Yeah. Never How are people it. responding to that name? Um, I feel like they know more as EDP. Yeah, which people is also know, a dope like. Yeah, yeah EDP no. for our, our our acronym EDP. EDP. That's dope, man. That's dope. Uh, um, do you guys have a website do you, other than your? In, I know you guys have an Instagram. Yeah, we got. Uh, I mean, we we have a shop online. Um, you guys could go. Hey, actually, man, uh, we bought a gift for you, Tony. For real? Yeah. Um, what is tequila bottle? Nah, <laughs> nah, we're underage, man. Nah, um, we got we got this EDP beanie for you. Um, that we we just dropped these. Hell yeah. Um, you guys could go check these out on our Instagram link in our bio. You guys could go scope them out. Um, we have different colors and everything, but. Yeah, we brought you that just a little gift, you know. Thank you for having us on. Algo para que nos recuerdes, you know. Hell yeah! Put it on next time. Our, I go our rob Instagram. <laughs> our Instagram is los underscore enclicados yeah. underscore del puerto. No, no underscore between del puerto because it didn't fit. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> now, but yeah, we go under los enclicados del puerto everywhere on all platforms, all music platforms, Instagram, Facebook. Like I said, if you guys want to go scope out our merch, we have merch. You guys could go link in our bio. Y'all can go check that out. We have all kinds of beanies. Yeah, I have your Instagram up there. As mm -hmm. a matter of fact, once the video is posted, it'll also be on the description where people can just go and follow There's you guys. Yes, now, uh, I saw, correct me if I'm wrong, uh -huh. a little video clip or some pictures that you guys were performing on the, like on the corner. Of oh, Atlanta. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was dope. Um, um, that was an event set up for my boys over there. Uh, my boys, Just Us, um, another artist from the Know Thyself team. Uh -huh. um, they had a little, they had a little like, to to promote their their EP that they just dropped, you yeah, could go check that out too. It's a four album banger, a four a four song banger. You know, it's, it's a short EP, but it's some bangers. They went to go promote it right there at the at the corner of Avalon and Anaheim under the 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 iHeart. No, what is it? The Harbor Heart of the Harbor yeah, sign. Yeah. And they went there and they started. Um, they just performed live to promote their EP. And Jaime had hit us up that same day, that same day. So it was like a last minute thing. He's like, hey, so I got this thing going with just us. You guys want to come through? You know, maybe you guys could perform too. And we're like, shit. Fuck it. So we went. Uh, keep in mind, the day before we had a tocada, so we we got home like at one, two in the morning. We were all tired. <laughs> wow. So so he hit us up that the next morning. And we were like, all right, fuck it, let's let's do this shit. So we went and yeah, he he had them perform, and then he just popped us out of nowhere. He's like, hey, so now we got EDP, and we just we were up there performing. We we performed a couple songs for our, from our EP up there. 
That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. That's dope. You know what? You guys may think that maybe nobody's listening, but there's people listening, bro. And sometimes groups have to do that. You yeah. know, it's kind of like what I always preach here to all the artists: promote yourself until it pays off. You know, you gotta you gotta do it because you gotta start here. You know, you know what I'm saying. Then you go up. Mm-hmm. Most people want to take the <clears throat> elevator to success. Nobody wants to take the stairs. Yeah. And you have to take the stairs. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there is no. I mean, you know. You know, there are some people that, because of social media today, they could be like, a, uh, for lack of better words, a nobody today. And because of TikTok, they could be a celebrity tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you, I mean, somebody could do something stupid. He could be a nobody, and then all of a sudden do a prank where he's eating fucking dog food. That's just crazy how people are getting famous now. Yeah. La bon Armado, they they got famous off of TikTok because they were yeah. using their sound, their um, yeah. their song. You know, and if, if you guys ever do that, I'll tell you, well, take advantage because nothing lasts forever. Yep. You know, because after, I mean, it's only a gimmick, it's a spoof, but when you guys go through that door and you got some the talent, you know what I'm saying? Sky's the limit, mm-hmm. you know? So now, okay, so the EP is out, mm-hmm. uh, eight songs. Uh, you can hear it on YouTube, all yep. platforms. What are you got? What is EDP doing now, EDP right now? EDP right now, just all we can tell you guys is stay tuned. The album, um, Right now it's just doing good. We still got people bumping it, but um, we got a lot of shit coming. Um, music coming very soon, like very very soon. As soon as you guys, like sooner than you guys think. Everyone that's that's supporting us, thank you guys. Everyone that's being patient, thank you guys. Um, we kind of we kind of lagged it when we dropped our EP. I remember we were announced oh, yeah. it like a long time ago, but I mean people stuck with us and they were patient, and then we dropped it, and now they're still bumping it. And yeah, just all we can tell you guys is more music. Um, what we can tell you guys is expect a bunch of singles, a bunch of singles okay. coming. Bunch of singles and a bunch of visuals too. Those are coming. Um, me and my boy Miggy and Hyman, we've just been thinking up of video ideas, a lot of video ideas. So a lot of visuals and a lot of singles coming soon. Okay. Now, have other groups reached out to you guys at all and said, "Man, that's just dope." Um, not other groups. We've had like, like pages on Instagram, like big pages, like, and we've had, we've had like, like record labels hit us up, like, "Hey, man, you guys are good. You know, maybe we can talk or something like that." But I mean, um, we don't really have like groups, like other groups that like hit us up and tell us like, hey, we have like we do get like some support from local groups that comment under our shit, but like, uh-huh. like they never hit us up directly. Okay, you, you know what? Uh, me, what, whenever I I hear something or I see something that's dope, uh, I became close friends uh, uh, with people when I hit them up. Like I didn't even know these guys. I didn't even think they would actually even read my message. I don't even think they even knew if they knew who I was. But I would just reach out, and say, "Hey, man, I think that shit is dope. Uh, I like your fucking style. I like your sound. It's unique. You know, it's different." And believe it or not, they hit me right back and they say, "Thank you, man." And and some of these guys are very well known. And here's what they tell me: I, I hardly ever get that. You know, people mostly come on my page and talk shit, or they hate, or whatever. And I'm like, wow. But it's funny that he says, this person said that. He said, most of my friends don't ever compliment me. It's always people on the out, outside. Yeah. That always, you yeah, know. Yeah, low key, like, we don't, we don't have a lot in this game. Obviously, we, we haven't been around the scene that, for that long, but I, I could kind of feel that, you know? That right. we, we have all kinds of people from outside this community supporting us. And like, we do have people from here from Wilmington, like, supporting us, but like, there's just people that, like, that like, I grew up with and they knew, like, they knew that I, that I probably wanted to do this and they're just like right now they're just MIA and it's like damn serio <laughs> all those people that said I wasn't gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> dope man dope you know, you know now now let me ask you this is there anything that I didn't ask you guys 
anything that you guys want to uh, uh, share or promote? I know you guys said the EP drop. You guys are working on something new. You guys can't really talk about it, but expect a lot of singles, yep. visuals, and everything. Is there anything else that maybe I'm leaving out that I sh I should, you know? I mean, not 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 necessarily anything that we haven't mentioned. I mean, just a. All we, all we, all we could really tell you guys is just stay tuned. Like, if you okay. thank you guys for supporting us, like, for real. Okay. Uh, uh, now let me ask you guys this, and be honest. Mm -hmm. You guys got any girl groupies yet? Nah. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, bro. Nah. Todavía no. It, it, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Okay. So, so yeah. But other than that, now let me ask you this. I know, I know. Due to COVID, uh, uh, people are limited in performing. Mm -hmm. um, have you guys been performing at all? Um, like at venues, yeah. No. yeah I, well, just like small, maybe like because uh, I know you guys performed the other day on the street corner. I know that's something small, but uh -huh. have like you guys gigs? done? Yeah. Like gigs, yeah, yeah, we do yeah, little gigs. We do tocadas. Like, okay, we go play mm -hmm. at parties. Mm -hmm. Maybe hitting us up like just to TM and. Okay. So, yeah. Now, now, uh, um, when this thing opens up, do you guys plan obviously? To yeah, so um, just get it. Hopefully, the promociones del puerto. They they hit us up. They um, Jaime has good connections with them and uh -huh. they want us up there like to open the shows and everything they, they, they were supposed to have a show this january that got canceled due to COVID, but it was a, it was going to be a big show over there at the longshoreman hall and it was going to be our first ever big performance like in, on a stage ever right right okay and do you guys get nervous i know you guys are youngsters but do you guys get nervous um at first i would get nervous all the time but now it's just like not really maybe just like when we're on our way to the like to the place but once we're there it's just like all right man we got what, this. what about yourself um, I want to say no, but at the same time, there's always like a little bit of nerves, you know. There's Does it show be in your plane? Yeah, but as soon as like I get in my zone, like I just forget about, forget about everything. Okay, what about yourself? I mean, damn. I, honestly, I get really nervous, but I just me echo mi churro y me relajo y vamos a darle. Le echo le churro. Okay. Well, hopefully, then nobody took that wrong. But um, <laughs> anyways, now um. Do you guys ever plan like? Um, do, do you guys do any other singing other than yourself? I mean, he has a song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he dropped yeah. a song on the EP, and he he be cooking up too. Yeah. He he has well, some. Already, yeah, yeah, expect music from my boy Hera too. He he be dropping singles. Um. With okay. This so possibly maybe even a a a, a solo. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and yourself, you do any singing? Yeah, I've been I've been practicing my singing. Oh yeah, just in the shower. Like shit. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I've been actually practicing, and I have a a little romantica written already that I'm ready to record. So eres That's bien romántico. Yeah, I prefer singing romanticas. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah boys always been to on that romantico scene. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, he likes Juan Gabriel. Yeah, so. enamorado viejo. <laughs> no, eh, eh, this is the mujeriego of the group. Just letting you guys know. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yep. Single, ready to mingle. Yep. Oh. No, I'm looking for a girl. I want, I want a girl. I want a relationship. Honestly, <laughs> he said he wants a relationship. That, that's that's good. No, that's good. You know, because uh, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll leave that one. I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that one alone. But other than that, you know what? I want to thank you guys for coming through. You guys are always welcome. Uh, I, I want to thank uh, you guys for singing. Maybe if you guys can, uh, if it ain't too late, you guys want to. Leave with a maybe a little a verse or something again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah Alex, can you handle them, their stuff? And um, and uh, um, oh, I'm sorry, Alex is too busy texting. So, um, yeah. But anyways, uh, Alex, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just if you can, even if just give us about a a, a one minute. Yep. This is um. 
Shout out to everyone showing love to the song El Bicho. Our, I would like to say our currently our most successful song is doing good. Everyone's fucking with the song. Uh, La canción de Wilmington, uh, as most of you guys know it. Yeah, go for it. Es que por nombre El Bicho dice más o menos. Como bola vaya por Wilmington Hasta llegar a Sur Centro Me llegan muchos recuerdos Viajecitos a Modesto Se aventaba cada mes o dos Se quedaba ahí un buen tiempo Y regresaba con dinero No es mentado ni discreto Pero el viejo se da con por el carro que se carga No es lujoso ni del año Pero cuando arriba de las pilas siempre carga Ahora lo verán bien puesto con su raza En Los Ángeles modesto Tal vez allá en Uruapan Botellitas de champán que se destapa Y una morrita a su lado La feria nunca le falta Puro clicados del puerto como no compadre Ya son a Boy Tony A, puro Rodium Radio Dope, 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 everybody Come on, come on, let's give it up Everybody Thank you, thank you Yo, yo, Wilmington in the building So we're gonna go ahead and uh, thank EDP Yeah, man, thank you for having us, man It's really an honor to have us here This is our first, like, ever face-to-face -face interview It's crazy to be here on the Rodium Radio Where a lot of people have just awesome, a lot of people have been here, awesome. man. Thank you for having us. For Let's real. start with you. Shout outs. Any shout outs? Shout outs to Carnales and to KTS. Thank you, Jaime, for everything. Yo, shout out to No Life Self for everything that they've done to us. Shout out to Carnales Entertainment and shout out to everyone, everyone supporting us in general. If you guys are bumping our music, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Puro clicado del puerto. Well, shout out to Carnales Entertainment. Shout out to No Life Self, KTS, nothing less. And I want to shout out my tío, my tía that are watching. What's up, guys? <laughs> and in my familia, everybody supporting. You already know we got a lot of bangers coming. Everybody, everybody supporting. Thank you very much, and thank you for having us here. Well, thank Tony you guys. A. Thank you. Thank you guys. A lot. Let's definitely stay in touch. I would definitely yeah. like to bring you guys back. Okay? And we'd be glad All to right. be back. Everybody, uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a ten minute break. So if you got to go take a crap, go for it. Uh, get yourself a Modelo. Warm up your food uh, because we got MTO in the motherfucking building. Yes, sir. So we'll be back in ten minutes. Don't fuck around. See you guys soon. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio, episode 133. 133. So I hope you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl, but I'll tell you what, this is going to be much, much better. But congratulations to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for that uh, dope-ass game. And for all you KC fans, pues ni modo. What do you want me to do? But anyways, uh, without further ado, please allow me to introduce my second guest, MTO from 
San Diego. San Diego stand up. What's up? What's up? San Diego in the house, National City to be exact. Awesome. Old Town National City to be exact right there. Uh, uh, now, I know you had a you had a drive over here, uh, uh, quite a bit of a drive. Yeah. H how much of the Super Bowl did you get to catch? Uh, maybe halftime. Okay. We stopped in uh we stopped in Menifee to pick uh the SoCal Tacos Michelada mix for yes. you. Yes. Uh, from SoCal Tacos right there, my boy. Awesome. Uh, so we stopped in Menifee to to pick that up, and uh, we took a drive out here. So it was like a, an hour and 25 minutes okay. for Menifee. So we took the 15. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, you know the results of the game. Yeah. 30, was it 39 to 9? Well, I don't know, but it was 30-something. Yeah. Yeah. Que putiza. Man, you know what? Like, I'm a Saints fan. Okay. I'm a Saints fan. When Drew Brees left the Chargers... I followed Drew Brees, yeah. um, and uh, but yeah, I was hoping for the Chiefs to win. I had money on both of the teams, you know. I had right, hundred right. bucks on the Chiefs, and then I had like forty dollars on the on the Tampa Bay. Okay, so, so I won money, you know. So right. I won my hundred bucks back. So okay. yeah, but man, Tom Brady, what a goat, huh? What a beast, man! Like to win seven seven Super Bowl rings. It, was right? it seven, seven or seven? Six? Right, seven. It's seven today. Fuck. Wow, like you know, it it shows you that. And I think that's his tenth Super Bowl. Yeah. His tenth appearance, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, and, and this is the crazy. history that he won it at home. Yeah. He the won the first it. time in history. Yes. Too. And the first time being the first year with the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. And here's the thing. Now I know people that know football would, would can relate to this. That everybody was saying he was only winning a guy in uh, New England because of the system. Yeah. The coaching. Okay. Now we, it's yeah, all right. We, we, we can't take that away from Belichick. Okay? Yeah. Pero. Yeah. It's also him too, bro. Yeah, it's it's just he's a goat. He's a beast. And like, I don't know. He's like a machine, right? I think yeah. he's a machine, like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo for uh, you know soccer. Right. Okay. It's like, yeah. man, I can't believe he won. I, I know. <laughs> I, I I know. It's like and, and with uh, the tight end Gronkowski. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay number eighty-two or eight, I forgot his number, but yeah. And he came back out of retirement to yeah. win the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. And my son was telling me about that that he. That Tom Brady kind of convinced them to come back just to win a Super Bowl with him, you know. And then right. they also had Antonio Brown. Right. Oh. <laughs> so it's like with everything that you know, with Antonio Brown's stuff that's going on, and they still picked him up, and he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it's like amazing for me. It's amazing. Uh, like I said, Tom Brady's a beast. Right. I, I you mean, you can't take that away from him. Uh, exactly. I, I love football. I could watch any football game. I was rooting for Tom Brady because, you know, w when you mention people like, let's just say, Tiger Woods. Muhammad Ali, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tom Brady. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All legends. Yeah. All legends. And to, for us to, to be able to witness all of these legends, you know, yeah. in our lifetime, it's, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Bro. I was talking to my son about that in the car. Like, you know, Julio Cesar Chavez, Muhammad Ali, legends, Michael Jordan, another legend, Kobe Bryant, another legend. You know, and the rap game for me, it's, it's you know, Eminem. I don't know. I just love the way he, he just lyricist, you know? Right. So, yeah, it's crazy. Like, but congratulations to the Bucks, man. <laughs> you 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 have money on them, right? Or no? no, no, no. Actually, a couple of guys wanted to bet me. Yeah. But the reason why I didn't bet and I was explaining to uh, uh, my past guest, well, my guest that I just had, was that a lot of these guys, they try to make up their own rules that when they lose. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, like, I'll pay you later. Or no, or, no, or like, or like uh, um, well, I'll get you next Friday. Yeah, or, payday. Yeah. I'll you get know. you on payday. Yeah, fuck all that. Uh, EBT and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> get you on food stamps. You, you know, or, you know I'm good for it. <laughs> like, and they start talking yeah. like that. No, but they don't have a job, no tienen trajo and shit. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so, that's true. so I, I don't bet unless 
maybe I'm right in front of the person yeah. and like, okay, put the hundred right there. Yeah. You know, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah that's know? that's the way to go, yeah. Now, now uh, um, San Diego, so for a while, obviously you would- uh, I, I was a Charger fan, uh, of course. Now, how, how do you think fans in San Diego felt them coming to LA, man? Betrayed. Really? Like, that's what I felt. Like I said, when Drew Brees got hurt in, in in that football game with his with his arm, and he went to the to the Saints, you know, he won the Super Bowl. I just followed him, but I still stayed a, a Charger fan, you know, because they had Darren Sproles, they had Ladanian, they had Antonio Gates, they had Malcolm Floyd. So I stayed with the Chargers, you know, because I I really believed in them. Um, right. And then, like you know, like I said, you know what? When you know, like I was I was a Charger fan, a loyal fan for a couple of years, and then they came to LA. Right. And right. I was like, I felt betrayed. I was like, you know what? That's kind of like a lot of people burn the jerseys. I did, and I still have my jerseys, you know, in the closet. You know, like I'm not gonna burn them. I paid right. fucking money for them. Why am I gonna burn them or throw them away? You, you know what was a sad story coming out of San Diego Chargers, man? And I feel that I felt this one. Uh, I, I saw a documentary on it, Junior Seau. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was it was sad, bro. And and uh, I from what I from what little I know, yeah. Maybe you heard different. Was he suffering from mental issues? Yeah, from the concussions and all the head injuries and stuff. He uh -huh. was a, he's an Oceanside resident. He was born, in, uh, he went to Oceanside too. So he was close to San Diego. Yeah, like, you know, um, yeah, it's it's what happens. It's like PTSD with the military people, you know? They suffer yeah. from the PTSD. And uh, of course, you know, he had a lot of concussions over the years. I guess it affected him. And yeah, you know, he, sadly, he, he passed away, you know? Right. So Did, did you ever see that movie? Uh, uh, the one with, uh, como se llama? It's the, uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? Will Smith. I, I, I want to say concussion or algo así. Will uh, Smith. Uh, um, it was one where he played a doctor or somewhat a true story. And, um, he was realizing that a lot of these football players, mm -hmm. um, suffer concussions. They start going loony, going crazy. I didn't watch that movie. And, and, I didn't and watch it. Dude, it's a really, really good movie. I, I want to say, because I'm a concussion, I think. Yeah? No, yeah. I've never watched it, but I'm definitely, you know. If you watch it, it's supposedly like a true story. Yeah. And the NFL shut him down, bro. Oh, like, because of the... Yes, because he was exposing yeah. people going crazy after so many concussions. Like the Aaron Hernandez, like how he exposed a lot of stuff. Yes. You know, like on the, on the injections and stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah, they want to keep you quiet. They want to keep you, you know, make sure that that doesn't flow to the, to the air, to the public. So Because uh, it's all about money, man. Exactly. It's, it's all about money. Yeah. This world, this COVID thing, I, I mean, you know, everybody has their different opinions. I feel it's all about, about money. Right. You think they're going to get rid of the mass? It's a money, it's trillion dollar, you know, market right now. Right. The people that invested, you know, that were the distributors of the mask, imagine how many millions of dollars they, they, they earn. It's a business now. Oh, yeah. It's always been a business. You know, the pharmaceutical stuff, it's, it's always been a business. Well, you know, it, like I always said, the hospitals uh, um, or doctors are, are meant to keep you sick. You know, you read things in bottles, say temporary, really. Yeah. Why not just permanent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or you, you hear the, uh, the commercials later on, right? Uh, if you took this Los Artin or whatever, callers, there's uh you could sue them. Like, you know, they don't even oh, know what God. they're putting on these. Uh, or now you can take this if you want to live a better life. <laughs> yeah. But you may suffer, you know, From inflated liver, <laughs> suicidal thoughts. Yeah. You know, your feet will get smaller. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like. It's true, though. Like, they're. I don't know. I just it's just crazy when it comes to talking about that stuff. Yeah, know? you take that pill. Ten things happen to you, but you feel better. Yeah, <laughs> so like you'll die next year. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I'll tell you what. If I, you know, the older and older I get, the 
if I ever get sick, I'm not going to no fucking hospital pool. Yeah, because me you, you, they're pretty much going to do away with you. Yeah, yeah. oh, he did. He didn't. Yeah. He stopped breathing last night. <laughs> I like you drinking know. vitamins. You know, okay. like the the uh, moringa and los lecitina and you know cinnamon pills. Like I like to you know the herbal stuff, like Doctor Sabi stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like I like to. I really believe that you know plants and all that stuff. I I think it's better than than pharmaceutical stuff. So. Yeah. I usually take that for sure. Well, there's there's so many side effects to so much of the shit that people take now. Yeah. And everything's prescription. Like you go to a doctor, they're going to prescribe you something. They got to prescribe you something because yeah. they sell a cup, you know, they give you a pen, a nice pen and shit. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, take this. And of course, they're making money. Like you and, said, it's, it's all about money. And a lot of that shit that they give you is what, uh, what is it? Vicodins. And then what, what's the higher one? Yeah. And all that stuff. All of that shit is like in the heroin family. Oh yeah. Before you know it, fucking tecato. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's true. That's it's the way it works, Latoni. That's the way that, that you know, the pharmaceutical. It's it's the it's a money maker. So take care of yourself. See, see, I need yeah. to stop drinking these. Yeah, yeah, the, those are bad for you. Even Red Bull is bad for you. But these are zero sugar, so it kind of makes me feel better. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. and you know what's funny? I never get no fucking energy out of that yeah. bullshit. I get more I, energy from fucking. I drink michelada. I mean, then a michelada, bro. <laughs> you know. But uh, um, now, let me ask you this: uh, baseball guy, Padre fan, yes, Padre fan, Tony uh, Wayne, Ken Caminetti, Steve Garvey, Benny Santiago, yeah, nineties in the early nineties. I'm a big Padre fan. Okay, what about uh, basketball? Basketball, you know what? I I was never into basketball. Never liked basketball. I don't know why. Um, I had my son that used to play basketball when he was a kid, but I never liked it. I don't know why. I never followed it. I've never been to a uh, Laker game. Everybody from San Diego, they love the Lakers, you know? Right. So they come to the Laker games. But I've never been to a Laker game in my life. Really? Never. I've never been to a basketball game either. Not I even in Tijuana. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. Not a not a basketball guy. I'm a baseball guy. I'm a football guy. I'm a soccer. A big soccer fan. Okay. Chivas, okay. Chivas. De Guadalajara. Mi apara de Guadalajara. Mi we got an American guy right here. Oh, no, hombre. <laughs> Son quesos. Oh, shit. Uh, shots fired. No, nah, no. Nah, I'm just kidding, man. Uh, okay. What, boxing. Boxing. Julio Cesar Chavez. Of course. Yeah, the legend. Who, who would you say, after Julio Cesar Chavez, would you say that you thought was going to climb up there? I'll give an example. You know who I really thought was going to be like the next Julio? Because I think we're only giving like those legends once every 50 years. Uh, Marco Antonio Barrera. I don't know if you remember. And I want to say my compa Eric Terrible Morales from Tijuana. Saludos al compa Terrible. Ah, that's that's my homie right there. Yeah. Well, you know, that's cool. Yeah. They, had, they had classic fights. Oh, yeah. Classic. My, yeah, the, they had three fights. Yeah, three fights. Him, he was the first Mexican to ever beat Pacquiao. El Terrible Morales was the first yeah. Mexican Latino to ever beat Pacquiao. What, what, what was homeboy's name? Uh, Juan, uh, uh, Juan Manuel Marquez? The one that fucking put... Pacquiao to sleep with dude, the NyQuil? Dude, <laughs> yeah. was, oh, that dude. Yeah. Uh, that was Juan uh, Marquez. Dude, and, and I don't mean like no disrespect, but I saw a post like when that came out yeah. that that night the whole Philippines got knocked out. Yeah, like you seen the his wife's face, like she felt like... He had dude, died. Like he, he, he got looked, knocked the fuck out. Like, dude, what, like Chris Rock, he was or, out, bro. He got knocked the fuck out. Right? It's I, like, I, that shit was crazy. I saw an interview where they were talking to his trainer, and um, they just said they asked him, you know, how did he time him like, like so 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 well? You yeah. Know? Was Freddie Roach his trainer at that time? No, I don't believe so. No, I don't, right? I, I heard a, it was a, some Mexican dude. Okay. You know, unless he was assistant trainer, but uh, uh, he was a trainer for for uh, uh, Juan. And they asked him, like, how did you time that knockout so, so bad? Because he looked like he was pretty much over because his whole face was so fucking bloody. Yeah. Okay. He said that 
they timed it because every time he threw a jab, he would do this twice. Yeah. And then he would throw it. So, so he, he was waiting for it. He was waiting for the little flinch. And then boom. If you go back and look at that that little clip, yeah. he does this, and that's when he threw it. And that's when he fucking... So he was just timing it perfectly. Perfect, and, and, and he did land it. And he went out. <laughs> like, really. You know, like, that was crazy. That like, was like a, was, a grand slam in boxing. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, he drinks his own piss. Did you hear about that? No. Yes. Like, in I guess in Mexico, and I, it's El DF, so I know that he used to drink his own piss, like, I guess for, for protein or something like that. Yeah, read about it. Or, or you know, watch some videos or whatever. Like, but yeah, he drinks his own pee when he's doing the training. Damn, pretty soon me vas a decir that he took out two ribs so he could suck his own pee pee. <laughs> so, like. I mean, like I, I don't know if I would never drink my own pee, but you know, like when they when you get stung by a stinger ray, right? And he drinks they, it warm. They, they're supposed to pee on you. They're supposed to pee on you to cover the wound or something. I don't For know. reals? Yeah, it really heals it. Yeah. Did you ever hear that joke that when the guy was taking a piss that the snake bit him in his weenie? No. Okay. And then uh, uh, he tells his buddy, go run for help. I'm going to die. So his buddy runs for help, goes to the doctor. He goes, yes. hey, my, my, my friend just got bit by a snake. What do you do? And he goes, take the part where, you know, he got bit and suck it out of it. Suck the venom out of it. Yeah. So he runs back to the dude. He goes, what did the doctor say? He says, you're going to die. If I don't suck your dick. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, but drink his own piss. I, I, yeah. I, I've heard of like curanderos that do like I recommend. Which kind of shit? Like, you know, that Walter Mercado shit, you know? Oh, so, yeah. You know. But, Walter uh, Mercado. You, you know what's funny? One, uh, rest in peace, Joan Rivers, when she passed away, somebody made a meme of Walter Mercado and put rest in peace, Joan Rivers. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> wow. That was, that's fucked up. But, but growing up, you know, we always used to watch that, huh? Walter Mercado. Amor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that I That motherfucker. Mean, yeah, we grew up around that time, you know? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, every time. <laughs> and now, like, we, we miss him because he's dead. Yeah, we do. Did you ever see his documentary? No. Okay. It's on Netflix, though, I heard. It's on Netflix. Yeah. When you guys get a chance, it. you guys get a chance, watch the Walter Mercado documentary. It, yeah. It's, it's pretty... Pretty fascinating. Dude. Is it just one episode or? No, it... I think it's like several. Uh, uh, I think it's like four. Yeah, yeah. One series. But it's pretty fascinating how he came up. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, how he blew up. Because, I mean, everybody knew his ass. He was a Mexican, though. No, no. He was I, like from. A mí se me hace que era puertorriqueño. Yeah, yeah. If I'm correct. Okay. Yeah. But check out the documentary. It's pretty interesting. Now, now, I have to ask you this because uh, uh, where originally are you from? Okay. So a lot of people are going to be like, what the hell? So I was originally born in Tijuana. Okay. All right, in Tijuana. My parents brought us to uh, San Diego uh, when we were like about four or five years old. So saludos a Tijuana, toda mi raza en Tijuana, la colonia uh, obrera. Uh, so yeah, I was originally born in, in Tijuana. My parents brought us to a, a city called National City. Okay. Um, right there in, uh, you know, like what, the, everybody calls it the city they call nasty. So that's why, where- Why that? I don't know, because we, like, you guys have Whittier, right? Whittier Cruising Street. Right, we, right. we used to have Highland Avenue. Okay. We used to cruise Highland Avenue on Sundays, you know, listening to uh, Art LeBeau and shit and oldies. And back in the days, we had the pullouts. Remember the pullouts and shit, the Alpines? And we used to cruise to uh, fucking freestyle explosions and shit, like Thump Records stuff. Hell yeah. And, you know, rest in peace to um, Richard. He just passed away from, uh, from yeah. Eastside Records. Eastside Records. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so rest in peace to him. Rest My condolences peace. to his family. To Bill from Thump, so you know I never got a chance to meet him. Uh -huh. Never got a chance to meet him, but I know he helped out a lot of uh, Chicanos out there. So rest you know, in peace to him. As we're getting older, man, um, 
we're starting to see a lot of these guys that we grew up knowing or hearing about yeah. or making an impact in music just passing away. Yep. And it, it just makes you feel like, fuck, you're getting closer. I know. You know what? Time is like, you know, you only get one chance at life and you got to take advantage of every single minute, every single second. Just, you know, like tell the people that you that you're close to, tell them that you love them every single day because you never know. And I'm glad you said that because there are people that spend their fucking life complaining. Yeah. Instead of making the best out of their life. Making a difference. Yeah. Make yeah. a difference. Don't fucking gossip and talk and hate yeah. on somebody. Because, you know, the sad thing is, he, here's what I don't want. I don't want to die and then nobody miss, not miss me. Correct. I, I want to make an impact enough where people will say, you know what, this dude made a difference. This dude, uh, uh, he loved people. He helped people. Yeah. And you're doing that, Tony. You're doing that with this platform. Thank you're doing that because like honestly like this is the biggest platform it, it, like right now in in california like no matter how you look at it no matter whatever what anybody thinks about it this is the biggest platform and you've created this from the ground you know and like you said you don't want to be missed you you've actually left stones here and there you know with every little group you know like youngsters and and older guys you know like i've seen a lot of your podcasts and i'm like man he's opened a lot of doors no matter what anybody says you build this and with your team and it's never been a you thing. Like it's never been I. It's always been your team. Yeah, yeah. and absolutely. that's what it's about. Absolutely. And even then, uh, I like to even take it a step further and say, you know what? It's uh, I want to shine light on people. Yeah. Especially our people. You know exactly. What I'm Opening doors. And like I told uh, uh, the group that I interviewed before, that I want them to do the same for somebody else. Yeah. You know, because one thing that people say about us and when i say us our people is that we hate on each other and it is very very true it is it is it's very very true and um when i opened my record label um in 2006 you know um i didn't want to close out myself i wanted to um, open my mind to being in something uh, uh, bigger than chicano rap i didn't want to just label i wanted to make sure that everybody had an outlet right so um i signed regional singers you know i even have a reggaetoneros from tijuana kalini kalani um just you know everybody i give an opportunity to everybody because this is not just about chicano rap this is about everybody about yeah. mexicans you know a mexican is not only chicano rap it's regional it's reggaetoneros um there's spanish rap there's uh you know there's everything los corridos corridos ahorita están pegando los corridos machín i was listening to these guys these these guys are amazing yeah i love that corrido el uh, the one that they sang at the end the woman tune yeah and i just actually bought their their album so i'm gonna listen to it on the way back to san diego so man yeah that's what we gotta we gotta show support to the youngsters right? absolutely absolutely because it, look it, it doesn't belong to us anymore it, it's they're the future them. yeah and, and the sad thing is that you got old ass dudes that are trying to hold on to it still get the fuck out the way i've always said that that our kids our youth is the future and um just like you like i'm a community activist in national city and I want I want our kids to to be safe in the street. I want them to go out to to the parks and play. You know, like right now it's been crazy. Like they can't even go to the parks. Kids are going crazy. My little girl, she fucking cut her hair. You know, like they're stuck in the house. It's like fuck. Right. Give them a break. You know, but they need to feel secure in the streets. And and that's where we come in. You know, like you got LA. I got San Diego. It's like man, why don't we just join forces? You know, like I know there's always been that conflict with San Diego and Los Angeles, right? Right. You know, oh, Chargers, Raiders. You know. But I think it's all stupid, you know? As right. you get older, you start maturing more. Right. And you start realizing what is it about? And like you said, it's about our youth. Absolutely. It's about our kids. Make sure that they live a good life instead of all this gangbanging shit. You know, we already did that shit. 
Like, yeah. you know, why do they have to live it? Why right. do they have to go in the street and uh, worry about getting shot up or getting stabbed or getting jumped, you right. know? So, like, that's what we're here for. We're here to stand up for them. And this platform is huge for them, you know, because a lot of these uh, guys are not signed to big labels. Like before, you know, you had Universal Records, you had Sony and now there's everybody's a, a record label owner, you know, yeah. everybody wants to own a record label. Um, but not it's not like before. Times are changing and we have to stand up for our kids, for our youth. Absolutely. And and uh, I always like to say we have a voice, so we got to use it. Yeah. And we got to uh, have platforms like this. See, look at I don't ever say to myself, like, I will never, ever have that guy on my show or I don't pick and choose people like that. But here's what I do say. People have asked me, how come you haven't had so-and-so on, so-and-so, so-and-so on? I always say this, three things, yeah. okay? Uh, first impression is everything, meaning that you may never get a second chance to make a first impression. Correct. That's number one. Second, your approach is everything. I've had people that approach me disrespectful. Yeah. You know, and, and the other one, you know, it's pretty much just like you only go as far as your attitude. Correct. I've known dudes that have, are very, very talented, but dudes have always told me, don't fuck with that guy. He's a fucking yeah. asshole. He, he's a he's trip. He's this, he's that, he's that. And you know what? I'd rather not have him here if I think they're going to be a liability. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I've known dudes that have told me, hey, I want to come on your show because I want to diss so-and-so. That's not what yeah. this is for. This is, not, yeah, I've seen it. And when you said, when, you know, when I talked to you before a long time ago, I like the, the fact that you said um, we have a voice, you know, as Latinos, as Mexicanos, it's like, it's hard to have a voice. Yeah. And if we stick together, it's like, you know, MTO in 2001, it started, you know, the, the, the official meaning of MTO stands for Mexicans taking over, you know? When we signed, we signed with Mr. D and Southland Records in uh -huh. LA. Um, and Kenny Leon was our producer. Uh, he's He was a white guy, right? Uh -huh. He was a white guy. He's a man, you guys got to keep the name MTO. Like he's a keep the name because it's controversial. Like NWA, how they had niggas with an attitude, right? Right. So that I keep the name MTO. So we ran with it. Look, Mexicans taking over. Awesome. As a first CD. Yeah. We ran with it and it worked out. You know, um, shout outs to Mr. D. He's the one that gave us an opportunity. Yeah. Um, and like I said, uh, yeah, we ran with the name and you know, here we are. Like I, you know, I've been in the game for twenty years now. Okay. So we were with Mr. D when when he was uh, with um, when he had uh, Bobby D Double T X Rest right. in Peace, and then he had Frank V Proper Dose. He had a uh, Cash Over Ass. We were with uh, Southland. Uh, he had uh, who else did it? Uh, Sleepy Malo. Shout out to Sleepy Malo. Yeah. But the one that got me there, um, and I want to send him a shout out because a lot of people don't get recognized for this. Um, and the uh, maniac, uh, OG Spanish fly from San Diego. He's the one that, you know, he was uh, a long time ago. He he did a, an album. Um, so he's the one that introduced me to Mr. D, you know, on Highland. He's like, hey, man, meet, uh, you want to meet uh, Danny? I'm like, who's Danny? He's like, it's uh, some guy that sells CDs. So that's the way he introduced me to him, right? Right, right. And then I, you know, I I met uh, Danny, Mr. D on, on Highland. He pumped his trunk on his Infinity. He had a bunch of CDs. I'm like, man, you know, like. I want to, I want to, you know, rap. He's like, man, well, I'll introduce you to him and you guys can, you know, sit down and talk. So shout outs to uh, OG Spanish Fly, Chris Rivera for giving me that shot, that, that, that opportunity, you know, to introduce me to Mr. D. And from right. there, just life continued, you know, my, my career just boosted. So, you know, it's like, you know, uh, Mr. D is the one that gave us the, the opportunity to drop the CD and, 
you know, got a chance to meet DWTX and, and Frank V, and it was just amazing. For people that don't listening. know who Double uh, uh, TTX That's Bobby. Um, he's uh, He was the other guy from uh, Lighter Shade of Brown. Right. Okay. Really, really, oh, man. He was so, such a good guy. Right. And we're, we, you know, we slept in the same house together a couple of times at Mr. D's and shit. And uh, just an amazing individual. You know, like growing up, I, I was listening to uh, uh, Aztec Tribe in San Diego. We had Aztec Tribe. We had Legion of Doom, which right. is uh, DJ Mike Ski. Uh, we had Little Rob, of course, and and then in LA we had uh, we had Kid Frost, we had a uh, lighter shade of brown, and that's Bobby. Bobby was the one that um, was DWTX um, with ODM. Proper dose, yeah. Proper dose, Frank Frank Villarreal. Um, that's a, that's another homie. You know, like he stayed on my pad a couple of times. Cool individuals, you know. Like okay. I grew up, you know, listening to them as a kid, like bumping out my, uh, you know, my mom's pull out and shit. Right, right. And then now to hanging out with them is like, what the fuck? I didn't get starstruck, you know. I was like, man, these right. guys are cool. It's just a trip. Yeah, it's like it's you're you're in the same house with them. You're in the same recording studio. You're like, damn, these are my fucking idols. Right. And now you get a chance to work with them and you get a chance to talk to them, and they're all just like you know, they're all just humble dudes. It's just you know, sometimes like like the limelight gets to them. It's like fuck, so right. much pressure you know when you're on top of the world you know because right. i just brown was huge proper Dose was huge yeah yeah you, you know you know let me let me ask you an interesting question uh, um can you name me your possibly top five you know and it, it, it doesn't have to be in order top five uh chicano rappers okay uh, uh either they're you know yeah top five chicano rappers you know a lot of people are going to be like you know who like People will say, oh, you know, you didn't listen to Ice Cube or NWA. I, and you know what? I started listening to Little Rob, you know, like, you know, 16 with a bullet. Um, that was like, that's my number one right there, Rob. Okay. And that's my homie right there. You know, like Rob is a humble dude that, that goes out of his way to to greet a fan, um, just a, an individual that doesn't show like, you know, all the success, like he doesn't care. He'll just wear a white shirt and his dickies. You know, he's he's just humble like that. Right. So Rob, I put him on on, on my first uh, as my favorite Chicano rapper. Um, and back in the day, back in the days, it wasn't Chicano rap. It was just rap, rap right? And I'm glad you said. Yeah, that. it wasn't called Chicano rap. He, it wasn't on the Chicano rap section. Right. On the genre, right? It was, you know, you would go to uh, Sam Goody's or, or, or uh, Warehouse Music. And you wouldn't see uh, Chicano rap. It was just a rap section. And Little Rob was right there. Um, second would be Aztec Tribe from uh, San Diego. Okay. Uh, third was Legion of Doom, DJ Mike Ski. Um, they had a, amazing love songs. And they had a song called uh, Coming Straight from Cidero. Okay. And then fourth, it would be um, Lighter Shade of Brown. And then fifth would be Proper Dose. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I've always said this, and people have gotten offended because I spoke... Uh, the truth yeah my opinion this is just mine the proper dose first album the mexican power album yeah and all that. yeah uh uh para frank v one yeah. summer nights um hard times i still say to me that that is the best chicano rap album and i i have yet to hear a chicano rap album top that one yeah that's just my opinion yeah do you have an album that you could say in my opinion tony this is the best chicano rap album Honestly, no. Okay. No, that shit was that shit was fire. Okay. Proper dose, yeah. Like I, I give it to Frank and, and Ernie G. Right. They're right. fuck. That album was amazing. The production, right. like all the songs were on. You know the the delivery, everything. You know, hard times was like one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
And uh, Mexican Power was that's the one that kind of like opened the gates for them, right? Yeah. Mexican Power and then Firme Haina. Firme Haina, yeah. And then before you, you used to have to pay for the videos, right? To watch them on TV. Yeah, I would think it was called The Box. Yeah, yeah, something like that. You had to pay like 99 cents to watch the video. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you watch Firme Haina and shit to look at the Hainas with the little booty shorts and shit. I mean, that's the truth, right? Everybody did it. Everybody did yeah. it, bro. <laughs> I mean, like those booty shirts were on, they were all like, Everybody Samurai went, Suzuki, yeah, everything, bro. Yeah, and then the vans, they popped out of the vans and shit. That Hell shit yeah, that, that shit was hard. And that, that was uh, actually Steve Yano's van, the blue van. So, oh, really, was it? Yeah, it was Steve Yano's van. It was an Astro or something, right? Yes, a yeah, blue yeah. Astro van. Yeah, I remember. I think it. later on, uh, Ernie G ended up owning it. But one thing about, uh, and I always have to give credit where credit is due, because the documentary in this podcast wasn't based on me. It was based on uh, 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 recognizing a man named Steve Yano that blessed me pretty much all of my life. And for me, just keeping his name alive, keeping his legacy alive, because uh, this is the Japanese man from the city yeah. of Whittier who signed if you will, what we call today Chicano rappers, yeah. okay? Because he saw the future of it. Yeah. Now, uh, when we come back, I'm gonna ask you some controversial questions about Chicano rap. All right. And uh, we're gonna go, go ahead and take a 10 minute break. I'm gonna start right. drinking. And um, um, yeah, we'll leave it right there. So um, anyways, everybody, uh, once again, call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that MTO's in the motherfucking building. We'll be back 10 minutes and I'm gonna start drinking and it's gonna get good, real good. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodium Radio, episode 133. You know, when Red Rodium Radio was popping, the panties are dropping. Okay? <laughs> this is the podcast. I slap you, call your fat ass with a fat ass dick. And I am your host, Tony A. The Wizard. It's time to loosen up them hips and give up them lips. So, anyways, uh, other than that, <laughs> oh my God. we're back at the Golden Shower Hour. So, this is uh, MTO in the motherfucking building. That's right. That's right. What's up? I, I, I had to say that for old time's sake because I hadn't said it in a while, so, you know. Yeah, MTO in the motherfucking building. Mexicans taking over. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I ran with it. Now, now let me ask you this, because for, and I asked you a lot of questions for in yeah. case fans want to know. Yeah, yeah. Was that a group or was that just you? It was a group. It was my, my little brother. Um, and so my little brother was the youngest Chicano rapper to ever do it. It, really? Uh, yeah, before it was, they had said it was Little Tweety, and I wanted to clear that up. It wasn't Little Tweety. It was my little brother, Chaos. He was only 12 years old when he got into the studio, and we recorded this album, Never Seen Us Coming. Um, it was my cousin. Uh, at the time, he was uh, going by Kaiser, and uh, now he's on a solo trip. He goes by Dos Caras. You guys uh, show him some support. And then we had uh, my other friend, which is George. He's uh, He went on his, on his I mean, on a solo uh, path, but we're a group. We're a okay. group of, of four people. And uh, from there, it just eventually, you know, George fell off the group. And then it was just me, my little brother, and my cousin. So we were always family. We were always blood, you know. So right. so we did the albums together. And then uh, in 2006, I went on my solo trip. And um, I did my, my, my CD, which was called uh, MTO Story of My Life. And um, that's when I opened my record label in 2006, September okay. 2006. We'll get to that, okay? Right. But you were sharing with me a story about that cup. Oh yeah, oh my God. So check this out, guys. So Victor Lopez, the owner of El Pollo Grill in San Diego in Chula Vista, Lemon Grove, and um, in uh, Old Thai Ranch. So Victor, every time that the Chargers, Victor was a huge, huge Charger fan, all right? He was a diehard fan. So every time that the Chargers would lose, he would give a free taco. You know, he he felt so betrayed, so he started um, this this thing uh, after every Sunday's game or every 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 after uh, every Charger loss. Um, he named the home of the uh, of the Spanos taco. 
so he would give away free tacos. That's crazy, right? So over thousands and thousands of tacos. Okay, here's my thing. If I'm a Charger fan, and my ass is hungry. I'm hoping they lose. <laughs> yeah, and that's. I mean, like it worked for him because, like, not only I think that did sales go up, but I mean, it, like, it stuck. He went on ESPN. He went on a couple of radio shows, and yeah, like this blew up. Home of the Spanish taco. Wow. So, so if you're a Raiders fan and you own a taco place, do not do that. <laughs> You'll go broke. Do not do that. <laughs> that's what I was telling Victor. I'm like, man, you're gonna go broke. He's like, no, it actually went up on my revenue, on my sales. Like, you know, you get people in for a free taco and they're gonna buy a soda, right? Or they're gonna buy another taco. Yeah. So I think that's a good, good uh, promotion uh, strategy. Okay. Or, or okay. Marketing strategy. That'll work. That'll so work. It worked for him, and and like everybody knows, uh, EPG El Pollo Grill by Home of the Spanish Taco. You have to take me there when I go visit you. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna bring some food uh, to you guys. Victor had, you know, had offered some food, but um. I wasn't in San Diego, like I, I know, said. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's that's the thing. And of course, uh, my friend uh, SoCal Tacos, Carlos Franco. SoCal Tacos. He owns uh, SoCal Tacos here in Marietta and Hemet, and um, he's gonna open another location also in Temecula. That's wow. a, a childhood friend. He's from my neighborhood too. He's from OTNC. Um, and shout outs to uh, SoCal Tacos and El Pollo Grill right there. Pollo Grill, SoCal Tacos. I encourage you guys to buy an ad. Oh yeah, they will. They will. But the uh, their food is amazing too here at SoCal okay. Tacos. They have uh, tacos de birria, tacos de, de, oh, de tripas. Oh, I love, I love yes. birria, bro. And my mom is the one that's giving him the recipe. So so uh, Carlos um, was looking for the, the perfect chef or the perfect recipe, right? And my mom, she knows how to cook birria really good. So he tried my mom's birria and he's going with my mom's birria. So so my mom's uh, recipe is going to live on forever. So awesome. the, new, the new taco place is going to be a so-called tacos birreria. And um, my mom's the one that showed him how to cook the, the birria. Okay. So he also has tacos de tripa. He has surfing. He has bomb stuff. And this is all in San Diego? This is in Marietta. Murieta. Yeah, okay. it's like uh, an hour and a half from here. Okay. In Temecula yeah. area. Yeah. Uh, but this is in San Diego, in Chula Vista. Awesome. awesome. I got a lot of uh, a lot of good friends out in um, uh, San Diego. So San Diego stand up. I, I got I got love for everyone, brother. Yeah. So. Hey Tony, before before you say anything, we're talking about food. All right. So I'm I'm from San Diego. We have Tijuana on the border, right? Right. What like you're you're from LA? Obviously, um, what do, what do you, what do you think is uh, better, San Diego Mexican food or Los Angeles Mexican food? Honestly, I mean that's a controversial question, right? <laughs> because you're from LA, and have you ever been to San Diego Mexican taco shops? Yes, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Do you see a difference in them, like the taste? I, I look. That's a hard one for me to answer, and I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah. Because when I go to restaurants, I've never been one. Vamos a decir que I go to a restaurant, like let's just say you have one, right? Yeah. One of the first things that I order at a restaurant, whether it's in San Diego or acá, or, in, or even in Orange County. California burrito? No, un burrito de chile verde. Chile verde is my favorite. Really? My favorite. I don't care if it's just, you know, pork meat, rice and beans, yeah. or a burrito. I almost judge every Mexican restaurant by Either, their chili yeah. verde. Okay. And by their salsa and chips. So that shit watered down. Yeah, yeah. Chips are fucking stale. You know, I pretty already know the food's gonna be trash. Yeah. But now, let's just say I go to your restaurant. Y me gusta el pinche burrito chile verde. Yeah. Most likely, every time I go to your restaurant, I will That's not try anything else. It's just that. Yeah. So you stick to the same thing. Yes. So yeah, I think I, I'm like that too. Like I've gone to San yeah. Diego and I've gone to restaurants where I just ordered like fajitas. Yeah. In Mincantan. Yeah. Okay. 
Then I go to like a place out here in Long Beach, Los Compadres, and I just love mariscos there. Yeah. I won't eat marisco from any other rest. So it's kind of hard because I don't, you know, I, I don't order a bunch of shit. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of hard, bro. What about Tijuana? You haven't been to Tijuana? Oh, of course. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I would I, say that's better. I got to take you. I got to take you with me. Okay. I think that's yeah. better than San Diego and LA. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. I love Tijuana food. Tijuana, they have really, really good food over there. You, you, know? you know what? Okay. Next time I go, let's go together. Because right. that's what I want to buy. I want to buy luchadores if you still have a memory. Oh, my God. Like the ones that don't move. Yeah, yeah that's like crazy. This. That's crazy because I grew up around that. You know, like okay. growing up, in, in the, they used to be called Sobre Ruedas or Tianguis, right? Uh -huh. So I used to live in La Colonia Obrera, and every Wednesday they would put it Sobre Ruedas, which, you know, at the time I was a little kid, you know, and every time I, you know, we would go, we would go visit my grandma, like I would ask her, can you buy me luchadores? And she didn't, she was like, no, you know, fuck no, you know, like I don't have money. Right. But I always wanted to like buy luchadores, and then little by little, I you know I started saving on my pesos because you know peso I was in Tijuana. Yeah. And um, I would buy El Santos, El Blue Demon, and I like eventually I got I got the the wrestling uh, ring. Right. And I used to love it, you know. Like yes. I was like, man, I grew up in that era where like we used to play marbles and shit. In the, yeah, in las canicas. Yeah. Las canicas, or or my grandma would send me to go get a soda in la in la licoria. Not licoria. They used to call the um, ¿Cómo se llama? Papelerías. Mm -hmm. And uh, they used to give you the sodas. You had to take that envase. You had to take the the bottle. Yeah, the bag. old bottle. Yeah. Yeah, you had to take it back, and she would give me a fucking bag. And it was super heavy. And then I, on the way back, you know, for the espesos, they would give you a una bolsita with soda, with like you know strawberry soda or fantas. Yeah. With the they would put a liga on yeah. the on the sandwich bag, and you yeah. fucking popote, and you would drink the soda like that. That's it. That's, That's old school shit. So yeah, like the luchadores. They, la, they la still mascaras. Have, las mascaras. Oh my god, my dad used to take us to the. Uh, to the arena right there in Tijuana and El oh yeah, yeah. Same here. and I used to love watching the, the that the and the firecrackers we used to bring back up cherry there. bombs and shit cherry bombs bro oh man I still have a fucking little scar right here a fucking one of them popped in my hand <laughs> and and uh one thing my okay here's the crazy part and maybe you can confirm this back then they used to sell alcohol when I say alcohol kawamas yeah to kids for an example we used to be at a hotel and my dad will say, you know, yeah, they wouldn't and, ID you. Yeah, take the fucking bottles, yeah. quiero dos, and then yeah. pay. Yeah. They wouldn't fucking ID it, it was like that. I was 12 years old, and, and you know, like if my uncle would send me for a beer, you know, I would take the envases back to the to the store, and they would give me the those kawamas, and I'd take them back to my uncle. Yeah, it, like they, they, they didn't card you back in the years. Yeah, yeah. I, I was sharing with somebody here, I forgot who it was, how... My dad is the one who introduced me to un caldo de kawama, which is turtle soup. Yes. Uh, it's super a, illegal now. It is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Kawama, yeah. It's super, super illegal. And I'll tell you another thing that he introduced me to. No, no más un cotel, pero uh, um, uh, caldo de abulón. Yeah, that, they, they still have that. Right? I, I, I know. Is still, it's still available. I know some of it is just imitation. I don't buy yeah. imitation. But no, no. They, it's really good. In, in Tijuana, they have abulón. They have uh, cayo de hacha. I love uh, I love mariscos. Yeah, same a, Oh my god. Yeah, so every time in, in in TJ I go just go eat mariscos. So. Now now let, let me tell you something. Tell me if this is true, okay? So we're talking about food. Uh, uh, by the way, I poured you a shot, so you can take that whenever you like. Oh shoot! So you know hey. what? Let, let us toast. Ask what's up. To, to a long and prosperous life. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Tony. Likewise. So now let me ask you this. Um. I had plenty of opportunities to go to Japan and I never went. I, and I regret it because those opportunities never came back. But I love, I'm a big time sushi guy, okay? Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of friends that love sushi. Now, 
we eat eel fucking, you know, yeah, whatever. Okay. They went to Japan several times and they'll say, you know, it's cool, but don't expect the type of sushi that we eat here over there, over there. Now, all of them, if I can mention 10 guys from quick to, uh, to, uh, my boy high C to whatever. Yeah. They've all said this. All of them have said this. Uh, United States has perfected sushi. Yeah, they have. You know, even over Japan. Yeah. Now, I know some Japanese people probably say, no, 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 no. But yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Here's my point. Is it possible that here in the U.S., we've perfected mariscos over Mexico? I believe so. I believe wow. so, too. You know, um, I've been to Japan. You know, thank God I got a chance to, um, we got a chance to go to Japan. It was beautiful, beautiful experience. The way they treat you, how they embrace your culture. Um, shout out to Thug Baller Records in, in Japan and Ibaraki. Oh my God. Like they treated us from the moment we got to the airport and they greeted us with drinks and, and chips and all that stuff. Um, it was an amazing experience. And yeah. we had the sushi over there. Like you said, I think that they, perf we perfected the sushi. Yeah. You know, because over there it was like, it was really good, but. Now I think that sushi here in the United States is way better than Japan. Fucking amazing, bro. Yes. And yeah. it's a trip because when we're in Japan, uh, the McDonald's, they have hot dogs. They sell hot dogs and shit. You know? It's a trip. And um, I was like, what the hell? Like, McDonald's with fucking hot dogs. Um, but yeah, ask anybody that's been to Japan. is like, man, just a beautiful What do they call them over there? Soy dog? <laughs> I don't know, but, but that shit was fucking weird to see hot dogs at McDonald's, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Soy dog. <laughs> Yeah, but no, Japan, beautiful experience. We we can't, you know, we came back and then the tsunami hit. It's like, wow, that's crazy, huh? The tsunami. I remember that. That was there's like, nowhere to go, bro. Ah, man, I'm I'm pretty sure I lost a, a couple of people that you know that that I that I knew and everything. But man, just you know, like for them to come back up because they were the number ones uh, buying our stuff. Yes, kind of rap, right? Yes, our yes. lowriders. They, they, they just love the culture over there. Yeah, and they dress like us. You know, yes. they dress like us with their tattoos, todo. Yeah, everything. Like we have uh, on YouTube, we have a uh, MTO uh, in Japan, and we're right there. And it's like, man, they, they embrace the culture, tattoos, you know, with dress and all that. I'm like, man, what a trip. Yeah, they really, really love our culture. And yeah, you know what? And I, I was invited several times, and I never did. And I'm gonna tell you why. At the time, I was producing. Nah, más rato. Next time, uh, I'll get, give me on the next round. Yeah. And then after like three times, yeah. Yeah, you should have went, Tony. Yeah, that thing is beautiful. People. It's yeah. beautiful over there. And just, uh, I wish I could go back. You know, I, I, I probably will go back. Too. I mean, I got invited to Germany, Australia, Canada. You know what I said? Yeah. Next time. Yeah, nah, man. You got to take a <laughs> chance. You know, when they say, "Hey, let's," you know, like we're paying for everything. I mean, they took care of everything. Yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, you, you only get that experience once, you know? Yeah. And you got to take it. You got to take a chance. That's what I tell everybody. You know, if you get an opportunity, take it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Instead of saying, what if, what if I, if I would have went? Like, you know, you're saying right. that, shit, I got to, you know, I didn't go and now you regret it, right? Of course. Of course. Like, because, damn. fuck, I mean, I, want, I wanted to try sushi out there. Yeah, so, yeah. You know? It's really good. Yeah. But, like you said, it's not like here no more. It's, it's really now, good. So we're talking about food. Uh, if you had to choose one, pozole or tamal, I mean, pozole or menudo? I like pozole. You? That's a hard one, bro. Yeah, I know. I, I like pozole. It just depends who's making it. Of course, of yeah. course. It, it's it's very rare that I go to a restaurant and order pozole. Yeah. It's usually got to be homemade or yeah. somebody. Yeah, my mom has to make the pozole. But I, I think I go with, with pozole. Yeah. You know what I fuck? We're talking about food. You know what I <laughs> We should have brought some el pollo grill. Yeah, no, you know what I actually feel like like eating right now? Albondigas. Oh, my God. 
Uh, that sounds good too. Unas tortillas de maíz. Oh, hell yeah, bro. <laughs> you know, you know, okay, let's stop. Yeah, let's stop. Yeah. Let's stop. Because I'm. Anyways, um, so 2001, you signed with Mr. D. Yeah, Southland. In, it was Southland Records. It changed to Southland Entertainment. Okay, now let me ask you this. Let's back up a little bit. What year or who who was it or what was it that inspired you to rap? How old were you? Um, I think I was 21. 21 uh, I got out of a situation um I had a couple of you know thousands of dollars saved up and I was like you know what I want to I want to you know like I was I was always good at poetry okay you know in high school in junior high I would I would always write poetry and shit and um I love writing poetry and um yeah like in when I when I turned 21 I'm like you know what I, I'd rather just you know turn my poetry into music Okay. to life experiences and the, you know i see my little brother right there you know with the little home alone talk the little home alone thing recording and shit and i was like i always wanted one of those by yeah. the way yeah so he had it and then my cousin as well and i was like you know what like i would rather you know have my little brother and my cousin in the group so i'm walking by and i hear him like rapping he's 12 years old i'm like man you know like i'm gonna start a group and um, I, I was 21, like I said, you know, the, the people that inspired me was Little Rob and Nastic Tribe and Legion of Doom and uh, right, right. and um, Light of Shade of Brown and Proper Dose. Okay, so you talked about the little, uh, se llama esa chingadera? The, Home the, the Home Alone thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the little recorder yeah, that he used in the movie. Yep. Hi, this is Mr. Yeah. McAllister. Exactly. That yeah, that's the one that, that my cousin was recording, like little and uh, little raps or whatever. And you know we used to do like cassettes. It was we had cassettes back in the years. We didn't have no fucking CDs. No, you know, it was no. just cassettes. Yeah. So we would uh, record a, a, over instrumentals, like nothing but a G thing and shit. And mm. Little Rob, I think every side B had the instrumentals. Right. Right. So we would rap over the instrumentals, and then we just you know I was like you know what let's just do this. Uh, so like I said in 2001 we met Mr. D through uh, OG Spanish Fly, and uh, we went to Hollywood. Okay. Now recording. before Mr. D. How many demos would you say you had accumulated, like that you shared with all? How do you, mm -hmm. uh, I know you said somebody introduced you, OG Spanish Fly introduced you, but before OG Spanish Fly introduced you, how many songs or how many demos did you guys have? I had, I just, we just had like maybe two or three street street raps, like where I was just doing little roll calls here and there. Uh -huh. um, it wasn't like a, a full demo, like you know, I was like, okay, like okay. I was like, I could rap. I know, I know, I have it in me. I know that I can, you know, I'm good at poetry. I I think that our delivery is pretty good. And our first song that we dropped was One Chance, and that was uh, that's what kind of got us in the door, you know, like where, where Mr. D really liked the the love ballads. Because we started like pretty much like the, the first CD was like all love ballads. Uh, in 97, it was with MBK, remember? Uh, MB Writers. Right, right, right. MC Magic and Dose and Zigzag, they, they had MBK. Um, so we, we really loved their music. So we were like, you know what, let's kind of like be the MB Writers of California. So wow. we started writing a lot of love songs, and that's what hit. You know, we we hit with a, a song called uh, "One Chance" with Jonin Zapata. She's the great granddaughter of Emiliano Zapata that she's featured on on our song. No shit. Yeah. So it's like, man, it was an, an amazing experience to work with her. Like, wow, like she was really fucking the great great daughter. Like, I'm like, what the hell? Wow. So she blesses with that 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 hook, uh, "One Chance," and it blew up. You know, and that's Mr. D said. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna do two albums on you guys. And how old were you at the time when you signed with Mr. D? Twenty one. I was just twenty one. My little brother was twelve. He was gonna He was turning thirteen, and I was like, man, like, and we had no barcode, no barcode, no shit. on the CD. This is not the CD. This is like a bootleg that I did. 
um, but the CD had no barcode, you know, and we sold, man, I want to say over 100,000 copies. Really? Yeah. Well, okay, now let me ask you, I know you said Japan, how far did the first record take you, man? Did you guys travel a lot? Um, you know what? It was always Southland and it was always Southland High Power. So everywhere we would tour, it was Southland and uh, High Power. You okay, know? okay, what do you mean by High Power? You guys like, perform with them? Like we, yeah, we were on tour with them like a lot, you know? It was always like when we were going to Arizona, when we were going to Denver, when we were going to Bakersfield, uh, Fresno, everywhere we would go, it was always like Southland opening and then High Power would close, you know? So it was like, a, it was pretty cool. Like, you know, I got a chance to meet uh, Capone and, and Criminal, like super humble dudes and shit, you know, también. And, you know, uh, Mr. D, like I said, you know, if it wasn't for, for Mr. D, right. you know, we wouldn't have never uh, been doing music, you know, because he's the one that gave us the opportunity. You know, one thing about Mr. D is this, that uh, I interviewed him here and he has one of our highest, um, one of our highest interviews, like as far as views is concerned. And um, on his first interview, he got hated on so much for telling the truth. Yeah, you he's know? a real one. Mr. D's a yeah. real one. Like, you know, he's a hustler. You, you know, and the thing is that I appreciated him coming on and telling the truth and, you know, uh, um, you know, just coming from the gut and saying yeah. how, how he felt or whatever. But a lot of people like hated on him. But you know what? One thing that I learned about this generation is that truth is the new hate speech, bro. Yeah. It's like you can't tell the truth because some people get offended. And then you, sometimes even if you stay silent, people, people say- People still get mad. People still you get can mad. never make people happy. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people will say, well, why do you, you know, like Mr. D ripped you off and, and Diablo ripped you off. Cause I signed with Diablo también with, uh, uh, he was Discus, Discus Profeta. I'm like, you know what? I don't care about that shit. You know, they gave, they gave us the, the opportunity that nobody else wanted to give us. Right. So they opened the door regardless of what you guys try to try to bring in the hate or, or try to, you know, make us fight each other. Right. Like I have nothing but love for Mr. D and, right. and you know, the people that opened those doors for us, you know, right. they, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. Right. Now, uh, now let me ask you this. 21, Simon Mitchell D, you got to do, do a tour or wherever Correct. you guys go, okay? Yeah, yeah. Was performing new to you or? Yeah, it was. It was It was new to us and it was it was a beautiful feeling. You get those butterflies, of course, you know, uh, performing in front of 20 people, in front of 100 people, 1,000 people, 10,000 people. It's the same feeling. Every time you go, before you go on stage, is those little butterflies like shit, you know, like people right. are watching. And like I said, we always did a great job because it didn't matter if it was 10 people watching us, yeah. you know, like the word got out, like, oh shit, they were pretty good. And then, you know, but like performing in front of 10,000 people. You know like, what? Oh, that's amazing. And I'm glad you said that right now because you said, even if there was 10 people. Yeah. And you still give it a show, people walk away, their happy. money's worth, happy. Yeah. And let me tell you for up and coming artists, you never know who might be one of those 10. Yep. You'd never fucking know because I've DJed for people that have said, you know what, man? It's only 10 people. Fuck it. Let's just go out there and bullshit and do whatever. You don't want to fucking no, do that. Because you never, like you said, you never know if it's an executive, a, a record label. Thank you. Right. Can you imagine, can you imagine if you just kind of like bullshitted up on stage and not like not cared and the guy who was probably going to offer you a million dollar deal, just hypothetical was number. Was like, a, like, like the NWA movie. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. EZ. Yeah. Shout out to a uh, little Easy E right there, man. Much love to that boy. Right yeah, there. yeah. Okay, so from the time you signed with Mr. D, how long did that last before you left or did you leave? Um, it was 2001 when we signed. Um, 2002, we, we dropped Never Seen Us Coming. Mm -hmm. 2003, we dropped San Diego to Los Angeles. Um, we had Frank V on there. We had uh, DWTX on that, on okay, that album. Okay, okay. Repeat that again. Yeah, 2001. so 2001, we signed with them. And 2002, 
Salió uh, this one, MTO, uh, Never Seen Us Coming. Okay. That one came out. I don't have the San Diego to Los Angeles. I don't know. I couldn't find it. There you go. So that was the second one. That Let came out in 2003. Your shot glass, bro. Man, Tony's trying, trying to get me fucked I'm up. I'm trying over. to get you fucked up. Damn. I'm glad, my, I'm, I'm glad I got a driver over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I said, damn. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just sip on it, homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it. And then uh, in 2000 and, uh, 2005, when we signed with Discos Profeta. Okay. This one was with Discos Profeta. Okay, so so only one album with Mr. D? No, two albums. Two albums. San Diego to Los Angeles and Never Seen Us Coming. Oh, that's the one you didn't bring. Yeah, okay. and then after that was Controversia. And then that's when I, after the Controversia, I went on my solo trip, which was this one, Story of My Life. Mm -hmm. This one was, a, this is a vinyl. Like, this is brand new. You want to open it? Open it. Yeah. It's a vinyl. So well, you know what? If you're going to give it to me, no, no, I'd rather no. keep it sealed. Yeah, no, no, open it because I want you to see. I was the first one to do an actual vinyl CD. Um, Little Rob did a, he did a vinyl, but it wasn't real vinyl. Watch, check it out. No you, shit. You're going to trip out. Oh, shit. Touch it. No, I, I I see it. It's a real vinyl. Yeah, it's actually a real vinyl. Like, if you touch it, it's a real fucking vinyl it's CD. It's a real fucking vinyl. So, that one came out March 2007, and I was like, fuck. You know, I wanted, I wanted to do something for the fans. I'm like, you know what? Nobody has ever dropped a real vinyl CD. That's dope. And I was like, you know what? And I'm going to let you have that one, Tony. That's Thank my you. only copy that I had in Thank my you. safe. These are the only copies that I have in my safe because uh -huh. those are sold out everywhere. On that one, I printed 5,000. So this was, this was your third copy. I mean, your third this album. Was, this was my fourth album. This is when I went out on my solo career. Okay. In so, March of 2007. Let me ask you a controversial question. Why did you end up leaving Mr. D? Or did you? Um, the you know what? Was over? Well, pretty much, you know, we, we went on a different venture. You know, we went with Discos Profeta. Okay. At the time, he was, uh, they were distributing through uh, EMI Televisa. They were, okay. they were uh, going through areas. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's a bigger platform. Maybe, you know, I can get more exposure. Okay. And we did. Eventually, we got the, the Spanish rap, you know, in Mexico because we're Mexicans taking over, right? So we're Chicano rap and we wanted to hit another, another country. And Discos okay. Profeta had that, that, uh, you know, Diablo is really, really known in, in, in Mexico. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, you know what? Let's get a, another kind of fan base. Mm -hmm. And we went with uh, Discos Profeta. And yeah, we got a, a new a new fan base. You, uh, I, I cannot call him a Chicano rapper, but you know who I really dig? Uh, Duende. Duende, yeah, he's dope. I, I really dig yeah. Duende. I've had him here twice. And every time he's come. He seems know, like a humble guy. Right oh, there. dude. You know, he, such a great dude, man. Yeah. Like, um I know fans were like, oh, you already had them there. I don't give a fuck. If I want to bring them back, I'll bring them back. But, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but uh, I I really, really like Duende. And if yeah. he, he could fucking rap, bro. I love his shit. And know? he's he's really known in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he has is. that he has that platform in Mexico. Yeah. Like uh, um Aquid. Aquid like was universal. Yeah. You know, when when Aquid did their thing with Noy Noy Manera, uh -huh. they opened that that Noy Manera was, right? is the shit. Bro. Yeah. Really it's, like Man, they freaking started that that genre. You, you right? know what? Yeah, they did start that genre. The sad thing is that everybody jumped on that sound yeah. and they were like, "I'm gonna tell you why they hit." Not only because they were talented, but because they were different. Yeah. You know, here's what I like about different. You're not saying you're better than anybody. You're just saying you're different than yeah. everybody. And that's what I like to think about Rodeo and Radio. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I don't want to be better yeah. than anybody. I just want to stay in my lane. I want to be different. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. and you are different. You know, you're bringing something different to the table to, to you know not what, only Chicano rap. You know what was the biggest compliment that somebody gave me? Like five different people told me this. And by the way, I don't believe it. Yeah. But here's what they told me. You're the Mexican Joe Rogan. 
<laughs> Sick. That's uh, that's good. That's okay, like I'm, I'm far from it. Yeah, but I mean, if you really think about it, fuck, you have a you have a huge huge fan base. Well, here's my thing. I like to consider myself just a hood journalist. That's it. Yeah. Hey, man, and I'm super blessed to be here, Tony. Thank you for having me. You know, like I didn't say that in the start, but it's it's like a privilege to be here. You know, like just watching the podcast. And I'm like, man, fuck, I'm I'm actually here. You know, it's like fuck, you, you, it's fucking amazing. You know, some of the guests might feel the same way when I tell them this. Uh, thank you for the honor and the pleasure for allowing me to interview you. Yeah, you man, know, thank you. Because always remember this, because if it wasn't for you or if it wasn't for the fans, the subscribers, yeah. you know, the followers or whatever, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. People often ask me, you know, uh, how, how did your podcast become so successful? I don't know. Yeah. Here, here's what I like to say. I just chose to be different. Okay. I turned that on and started talking shit, started interviewing people, started shining light on our people. And maybe that, that was just it. And it worked. Know? And it worked. And it worked. Know? And that's it. And it's working. And that's that's what, it, you know, the, the difference is that, like you said, you're different. And it's working. If it works, run with it. Right. And just keep going. You know, there's right. no stopping. You know, like, you got to, you know, you have a lot of supporters. And, um, you know, like, it's just going to blow up. Keep going yeah. up. You know, uh, and, and I want to say this, um, not as, an, as a put down, because a lot of people, they often think that this is a Chicano rap podcast, and it's not. Yeah. This is an independent artist platform for your voice to be heard. Yeah. Now, just because I have a lot of Chicanos on here, a lot of people confuse it and say, oh, it's a Chicano rap uh, yeah, yeah. podcast. It, and it's not because this is the question that I wanted to ask you. I mm -hmm. thought was controversial. Calling yourself, and I'm saying this in general, not just necessarily to you. Do you think calling yourself a Chicano, do you think there's only so high you can go? Uh, is, there, is there a lid? Is there a roof to Chicano rap? You know what, like, like, I, I consider myself Chicano rap, right? But when I started my label in 2006, yes, I started the label called Cal Mex Music, you know? Cal, because I'm from California, mm -hmm. right? Mexico, because I was born in Tijuana. Mm -hmm. So I named it Cal Mex Music Group. It was, um, you know, I pretty much, you know, I, I named it because, you know, I wanted to create a platform for all kinds of uh, genres. Like, you know, like I said, I didn't want to close myself to Chicano rap. I right. wanted to make sure that everybody had a, a label they can go to if they were regatoneros, if they were regional. Right. I didn't close like my brain and just say, oh, it's just going to be Chicano rap. That's all I'm going to fucking uh, sign, Chicano rappers. Right, I right. didn't, you know, because I would be limiting my, my label. I, I'm a businessman. I have to think of, like a business, right. you know. If I think about ch Chicano rappers, I'm going to just only sign Chicano rappers. It's not going to work. You know? Okay, like, now, like, why? Because it's like Chicano rap is just like, we're like crabs in a bucket, right? Like Mexicans, you know, like you see somebody succeeding in life and then like here comes a fucking other crabs just taking you down. Like they don't want to see you get out that bucket, you know? And that's the problem uh, with Chicanos, with us Mexicans. We, you know, we don't want to see somebody else succeed. You know, we're just so jealous. We feel like we're in competition and we're not. We're, we're all fucking trying to, you know, live an American dream, right? Right. And if we think the same way, like, you know, let's fucking put this guy down and instead of helping each other, we should we should always support each other. We always have to fucking support each other. And Chicano rap has always stayed at the bottom because we don't support each other. You know, that's where it's gonna stay. If we, if we continue to hate on each other and fucking down talk on another Chicano rapper, it's like, it's gonna be the same. And that's why I didn't wanna fucking stick to just Chicano rap, you know, because I have to I have a business to run. Right. You know, and, and these families need to get fed, you know, like, right. 
not only my my royalties, but I have to pay royalties for Asset Tribe for Stalker Local. Shout outs to Stalker Local. Um, he fucking hit a million views after nine years with SD Roca. That's a big accomplishment right there, man. That's that's the homie right there, Stalker Local from National City. You know, like you work hard. You know, you gotta yeah. work hard. Is you know, it took a couple of years, but you know, we did it. You know, he he's the first one on the on the record label to hit a million views. And like I said, I'm super proud of him. Asic Tribe's next. They're like close to hitting, you know, the million too. Right. But yeah, man, like Chicano rap, we gotta like I don't wanna I'm not racist or anything, but blacks they stick together. They help each other, you know, like if there's a problem, they, they actually help each other and right. you know, they're not us. We fucking hate on each other. And th that's the controversial subject that I'm gonna touch on on this Chicano rap documentary. See, people just think that I'm just gonna talk to rappers. Yeah, yeah, and and, and and they're gonna talk about like the rock star lifestyle. Yeah, it's not about that, because it's, it's gonna be very educational. Yeah, but these things need to be addressed. Yeah, they do. You know, now if we consider if we consider La Raza, the start of Chicano rap, or Spanish Fly, so eighteen with the bullet. Yeah, you know, um, it's thirty years now. Yeah, and and where are we at? We're still at the same fucking level, right? That's the million dollar question. Yeah, it's like, why are we still at the same level when we could be, uh, we could have been like an NWA? Okay, now let me ask you this because I know the person uh, who told me this is watching. Um, do you believe, and I have, to, I, I already know the answer and I already, I know the answer is no, but do you believe that Chicano rap has been bigger than black rap? Um, I, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You know, like I said, um, they 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 stick together. They they help each other. Right. And it, we it, don't. And I don't say that as a put down. Yeah, yeah. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, you know, it's 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 been like that for years. You know, like how do they blow up so much? They stick and they stick together and they help each other. And who Fight puts money the in their pocket? We do. We're the we're the we're the ones that are at their at their concerts, right? Hip hop's economy. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like for me, I, I support Chicano rap. I yeah. support my Chicano rappers. Like yeah. I, I support uh, regional singers. I mm -hmm. support all my Mexican culture because I'm Mexican. You know, yeah. like I don't support. I don't buy any uh, new stuff like Drake or like I don't buy any of that shit. If you see my phone, my iTunes, it's all Chicano rap. Right. Like I will not support, um, like you know NWA or I will not support uh, Drake or the you know the, the yeah, I just I can't. I, I support. I support my Mexican. Rappers. Yeah, yeah. You know, Chicano rappers or Mexican rappers, whatever you want to call it, I support them. I'll buy their music over an Ice Cube. It's just me, right? Of course, okay. Yeah. And you're just pretty much just sharing what you've done. In the, you know, in yeah, the, yeah. Okay, so now, uh, so you leave Mr. D, uh, go to Discos Profeta, uh, Profeta, and then you you do your single record. Yeah. Now, did you, for the people that may not know, did you ever sign with High Power? No, no, I, I, I never signed with High Power. Um, a lot of miscommunication about that. So Andy Reina, he's my regional singer. Yeah. So he um he did a song for Mr. Capone, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Capone Corrido. So at the time with Andy Reina, like I didn't have that budget that Mr. Capone has, you know? I didn't have, because regional, when it comes to banda and shit like that, yeah. it's expensive. You know, Chicano rap CDs are like, what, 20, 30 grand? <laughs> But when you're talking about bandas and you're talking about corridos and stuff, you gotta go into big studios and Capone had that budget. So I told Andy, look Andy, like I don't have that big budget like of a million dollars and shit like that, right? So I talked to Capone, I'm like, hey Capone, I got Andy Reina, you know, like I think that he's he'll fit in right right in with high power and 
Capone's like, come down to Beverly Hills. Fucking let's, let's do this. So me and Andy, we drove to Beverly Hills to uh, Capone's house and fucking he sang a corrido for him. And Capone's like, man, I really like him. You know, do you want to, you want me to sign him? I'm like, yeah, you know, that's why, that's why we're here. You know, so, so Andy Reyna was the, the, the one that sang with high power. I was still his manager. I was still Andy Reyna's manager. And, uh, he eventually did a song for Andy Ruiz, the destroyer, uh, for the, he actually sang in the fight versus Anthony Joshua in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Now, when you're Andy talking Reyna. about Andy Ruiz is the Mexican heavyweight champion or yeah. the former. Correct. And then Andy Reyna is the one that was with high power with, which was with me, but I was still managing him. And, uh, Andy Reyna is the one that sang the national anthem for Mexico in Saudi Arabia. So that's that's who signed with High Power, which was uh, Andy Reyna. Okay, why were people saying on social media? And, and okay, people on social media are fucking clueless. Yeah. Say but why were people associating you with? Oh, you know what? You signed with Capone, or what, what? How could they get that mixed up for some reason? Maybe because, like you know, like we were always working together. Maybe because through the Andy Reyna projects, we were working together on you know like the music videos and stuff like that. And Capone went to TJ a couple of times to the ranch. And, you know, we did a couple of, you know, scenes in Tijuana. So, you know, like a lot of people just talk, but they really don't know what's going on, you know? Yeah. But no, like me, me and Mr. Capone were super cool. I talked to him like two days ago. He's in the uh, UK right now doing some work over there. But Capone and me, we, we've been cool, man. And like, you know, I wouldn't mind signing with High Park, you know, like if the opportunity comes and and I do another album, sure, I'll sign with High Park. No problem. You know, like, yeah. like I, I really... You know, I, I talked to the guy. We're, right. We've been cool since 2002. Just right. a cool guy. Well, you know, um, I think it was about a year ago he had hit me up and we had talked about a future date. We never said it. And uh, he wants to come down. Yeah. Um, but that date just never took place. It's kind of like uh, my boy Conejo. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, me and Conejo, we talk. Just haven't gotten a date. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people say, when are you going to get Conejo? When are you going to get uh, uh, Capone? When are you going to get... Rob? Little Rob, little Rob just told me yes, but yeah. we just never give a date. It's but, just, you know what? It's, it's so hard because like they have so much things. Of course, of course, like, I gotta honestly, respect like, that. Yeah, like I know Rob, and like I said, I know Rob, and I know Capone, and and I, and you know Conejo, like yes, Conejo's doing movies. You know, shout out to Conejo, man, he's doing movies and shit. You know what? He's winning. Yeah, like you know, like he was in Tijuana, and you know, like everything that happened, but. Yeah, he's winning. Like you said, he's winning. So we got to support him. We got to support know? it. Absolutely. And Capone, you know, he's opened so many fucking doors for everybody, for all Chicano rappers, for Mr. Criminal, for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, like they're always getting attacked, but they really don't see what's behind the scenes. You know, like, hey, shit, they fucking, they really helped a lot of people out. Yeah. You know, Rob is a busy guy. Rob is, Rob is going to be in Bakersfield, I think, next week. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I heard that. Actually but they're super yesterday. busy, man. Like, it's like, you know, it's. I understand them like where they're coming from. It's like fuck, super right. hard to you know. Sometimes it's super hard to get a hold of them. Right. Well, you know what? Like I said, uh, we've talked to them. We just never got a date. So for those people that have been inquiring about that, but you know what? We got to keep it pushing. Yeah. You know we got to keep it pushing because I'm not going to stop the show for one man. Yeah, yeah, no. You know I what mean, I'm saying like like you said, you know, life goes on and you got to do what you got to do. I mean, look, I had B real sitting right there in that chair. Yeah, that's what's up right there, man. <laughs> Fucking Cypress Hill, shit. You know Legend. what? Nothing but love and respect for them. Uh, me and B real, we met in the early '90s. We did shows together. You know, he probably doesn't even remember because I was such a lower act. Those guys been all over the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, uh, we got pictures together. We've been in the studio together. I produced a song with him. Yeah. So, but 
I've been on his show, Dr. Green Thumb. Yeah, I seen that. That was a, such a blessing. Fuck. It's like, man, Tony and that show too. Yeah, so it's it's such a blessing, and uh, um, you know, hopefully, 2021, I'm gonna have him back. Yeah. I had Eric Bobo here. Yeah. So uh, much love, much respect to Eric Bobo and the whole Cypress Hill team. Eventually, I would love to have Send Dog here. Yeah. I've been on Send Dog since the '90s, so. I mean, I'm an old fool from the old school, big yeah. dog. And I've known a lot of people, and whenever I call them, they never tell me no. Here's yeah. what they say, just work around my schedule. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, and yeah. I got to respect that. Yeah, so. it's the same thing like with Rob and Capone and, and you know, everybody, like Conejo. It's yeah. like, you know, they're doing so much shit. It's like, fuck, how do I get a home? Or yeah. how do I get them on the show? It's just, you know, work around their schedule, yeah. right? And then I seen that you have uh, Queenie in here. Man, Queenie's a legend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, okay. man. I now, can't believe it. Yeah, now, I was now, just talking to Queenie. Like, now, much days. love, much respect to Queenie. Oh, because, yeah. Because uh, uh, somebody canceled and he came, like, I called him up. My brother did. Yeah. My brother was locked up with him. Yeah, Queenie, man, stand-up guy. Yeah. Queenie's known from here to Miami to New York, you know, and and he fucking got at me, like, a couple of days ago. He's like, hey, man, MTO, when are we going to do a song together? I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'll be fucking glad. I'll be happy to do a song with yeah, you. Yeah, Because, you know, that's Queenie. Queenie's like, when I seen him on the show, I was like, man, fucking Queenie's in the show. Yeah. So. Yeah, and he came in. I had my brother call him because they went to college together, if you know what I mean. And um, he came down. We talked. We chopped it up. Cool, cool, fucking do it, bro. Yeah. And um, so much love, much respect. Yeah, to Queenie, man. So if you're watching Queenie, yeah, uh, I'm sure he's watching. He was hey, in, he was in Cancun or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, some shit, bro. We need to get together and grub, bro, because yeah. I, I love grubbing. So yeah, and Queenie's from Tijuana too. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he was raised around Rosarito or something, but yeah, shout out to Queenie, man. But um, I'm gonna tell you one San Diego rapper that I, 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 I can dig. Just in my humble opinion. I like Shadow. Yeah. I, I like Shadow shit. There's a song Shadow's that he dope. did with, uh, 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 fuck. It's Duende. Duende. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so much love, much respect to Shadow. Yeah. That's one brother that, um, reached out to me in the midst of like some chaos shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Shadow, like, Shadow actually, um, I talked to Shadow. He's the one that, um, got me into that CMOS stuff. I don't know if you've ever mm -hmm. seen his page. So I just ordered some CMOS from- um, I was saying CMOS. Yeah, CMOS, right? Or whatever it's called. But yeah, Shadow, you know how, you know, shout outs to Shadow. And I know he was a little sick, you know, uh, you know, speedy recovery and shit. Yes. But he's the one that said, you know, get into this uh, CMOS because, you know, that's CMOS. helping me. Yeah, CMOS. And so he's, it's helping him. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to buy. So I bought some CMOS from his- I have Frank Nitty here. I guess he's the guy that's selling it. Oh, really? Is that him? Yeah, that's him. Holy shit. Yeah. I, you know, I know Frank Nitty. Yeah. And, and, I know it's Frank Nitty. Yeah, and uh, him and another yeah. another uh, Chicano brother. And it was funny because uh, when he was giving it to me, I was like, is this good for the pito? He goes, yeah, it does. <laughs> and I goes, okay, everybody, make sure you guys buy it. It's good for you. He goes, man, fuck the pito. I'm trying to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, Frank Nitty uh, is, a, is a cool guy. Because that's Chicano. We need our yeah. pito, bro. Oh, yeah, man. And Especially. our Mexican women depend yeah. on it. Oh, I know. So, you know, uh, uh, either that or white blue chew. <laughs> Blue chew, you uh, first you chew it and then you do it. So, but anyways, <laughs> and that was a free plug for Blue Chew for who man? And I'm about to serve myself another fucking shot. So, San Diego, stand up. San Diego's in the motherfucking building. That's what's up, man. I can't believe I'm fucking drinking tequila and shit. I haven't drank it in a minute. Did you finish? No, it? I still got a lot. I don't. Don't lie, bro. I know if you're lying. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Let your son drive. Let your son drive. He's trying to get me fucked up right here. Yeah, yeah. The truth starts coming out with truth yeah. serum. So, shadow. Much love. Much respect. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for answering my text messages. Um, 
And that's somebody that I would love to have back because every time I've had uh, him here, uh, you know, it's always been real dope. So yeah. So other than that, and, and eventually, hopefully, Rob this year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, let me drop a couple of names that will be here soon. And uh, one of them was my favorite man, MC Magic will be back. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, MC Magic will be back, and he has a new artist. Teenage uh, female. I heard about that. Rob was a, a, a. She's actually from El Centro, right, or something. I, I'm not Valley? sure. I'm not sure. A Bell. young girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very young. Very talented. And once again, I get excited because I, I get I get an opportunity to shine light. Oh yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? MC Magic has a, an amazing story, bro. If you guys don't know, go back and listen to that episode. MC Magic is dope. So yeah. much love, much respect to that guy, bro, for making well, it work. Yeah, you know him bringing the talk back, the talk box, right? Yes, yes. The the DX one hundred man, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, you know Roger Trauman, yeah. old school and, music. And you know what? I usually don't do this. I usually don't do this. But let me get your lips wet right now, okay? You know who's gonna be here Wednesday? I don't. And I usually do not do this, okay? Everybody knows on Rodian Radio that I never announce uh, um, who my next guest is gonna be, and I'm gonna tell you why. Is it a female? No. Is uh, it a guy? <laughs> he's a Compton legend. Little Easy. Compton legend. I'm not saying Little Easy's not, but yeah, Compton legend. Okay, but hold on. And I don't care if anybody watches, let me tell you, let me tell you this. I want this. I wanted this interview for me because yeah. I'm a huge fucking fan. Okay, but let me, here's the reason why I never announce my guest beforehand mm. because there's a lot of podcasters out there that try to do that try to shortstop me or cock block. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. When I first started podcasting, one day I released my full month. Who yeah. was going to be here? Some of those artists started canceling. Well, here's what they said. I don't do no interviews, but I'll do yours. Yeah. But all of a sudden, I had this one guy hit me up and say, can you do my interview before you do Tony A's? Oh, wow. Yes. Four guys told me that, so I stopped that. Are you sure you want to say it? No, I want to say it because uh, Wednesday's only around the corner. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Compton legend, King T. Oh, fuck. Okay. King T. Wow. All I got to mention that song, Bass. Yeah. Act the Fool. Co-rock stuff. And I could keep going on and on and on. Damn. So King T, the Compton legend, is going to be here. <laughs> and I'm going to say this. He was doing gangster rap. Way before? Way before NWA, bro. Yeah. And you know who was his producer? Red, DJ Pooh from Friday. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Who I'm working on getting so, a date. So it's it's going to be an amazing show. Yeah. So oh, Like he has a lot of stories. A, a lot of... Dude, he worked uh, with Mixed Master Spade, you know. 90, so, what? 91? No, dude. We're talking about... 80s? 80s. 87, 88. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So everybody, That's amazing. yeah. If you got your panties wet, King yeah. T. King T. Damn. So King T will be here Wednesday. We'll release the flyer tomorrow. So not, and if you don't know, well now you know. Compton legend. Yeah. And I got some more legends coming in this month, bro. So uh, twenty twenty one is yeah, gonna be it's, fucking lit. It's 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 a great year. You yes. know, like over all this COVID shit, you know, like yeah. it's been a great year for us, for me, for, for the label. Fuck, we've been doing great on numbers. And uh, let me tell you why, Tony, because, you know, like if if nobody's going to promote your shit, why not promote your shit yourself? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, though, I found a formula like, you know, a lot of people are like, man, so how do you fucking make money on on your on your streams? And all so what I did is this is a this is a formula that could work for all the underground and all the independent uh, uh, younger artists, you know? Yeah. 
what I did is simple. You know, uh, after 30 seconds of somebody viewing your your um, your YouTube video or your or your songs, you get streams, you get, you know, royalties, right? Right. So what I did is I bought fucking like five iPads, fucking five fucking computers, you know, and, and I just fucking open them, turn them on and start playing all my fucking playlists. And I'm getting shitload of plays. You know, why not? You know, I'm making money like that. And it's yeah. paying for itself. You know, I'm fucking, you know, I bought an iPad for 300 bucks, 400 bucks. And it pays for itself. Like every right. week I'm getting like $1,000 royalty checks and shit. Right. You know, I'm promoting my fucking label. I'm promoting my my, my music. And it's making Promote it's yourself working. until yeah. it pays off. Exactly. Until people, don't, they, they know your name, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, MTO, like, you know, we kind of fell off for a little bit. But, you know, uh, just the humbleness and, and helping the community and... I think, you know, I want to leave, leave stones for my kids, you know, so they can have something to remember Absolutely. me by, yes, you know, yes, but, yes, you know yes. my dad did this, did, uh, did this uh, for the community. He helped out so many, so many people, you know? Yeah. So this year, Road and Radio team uh, um, and like for Thanksgiving, Christmas, here's what we want to do. We want to give away turkeys to the community. Yeah. You know, for those, for those of um, sad to say low income, uh, we want to give away turkeys and, uh, for uh, for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, we want to give away gifts, you yeah. know, because look, how many of us growing up, okay, poverty, yes, wanted a certain toy and couldn't get it, bro, couldn't afford it, couldn't afford it. So what I want to do is um, raise up money somehow, okay, and give to the community. And um, Tony in Tony, count me in, count my team in. Okay. Like I'll donate fucking I don't know twenty turkeys for Thanksgiving, um, whatever you need. If you open a goal for me, fuck, let's let's you know, let's uh, do it. I'll only do it if you come. Of course, okay. yeah, I'll come down and, and you know like I for Thanksgiving, since my dad was born on Thanksgiving, um, and it lands on his birthday. Like I I had a I started a fundraiser three years ago, under my dad. You know like just to keep his memory alive because my dad used to love helping the community out too. He was a soccer coach too for the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. So three years ago, my dad passed away almost 10 years ago from cancer, fuck cancer. But um, yeah, after he passed away, um, you know, three years ago, I started this GoFundMe in uh, remembrance of my father. And, you know, it's, you know, I would get donations and shit. And I got a chance to donate over 100 turkeys one year. And, you know, so I would like to, okay, you know, join in, in that for sure. Thank you, man. Anything that, you Thank know, for you. the community. Because I, you know, like I said, I grew up in poverty. Yeah. And um, I love to give back to the community, you know, people that don't have it. Yeah. You know, why you, not? You know what I love to do? First of all, number one, I love children. I, and, yeah. and I like to give gifts to children and see their smile. Yeah. You know, I mean, I never got to get that fucking racetrack, you know, shit like that. Yeah, fucking I, we, we hold it. Yeah, I... I I want to give gifts. I want to give bikes. I want to give stuff like that to kids. Yeah. You know why? Because it's not about me. It's about them. Yeah. It's not about me. And I want to say that again. It's about them. And that's what I want to do. So, uh, but other than that, let's backtrack a little bit. This is your first solo album. Correct. March, 2007. What came next after that? After that one came South Bay All-Stars. Boom. Okay. Pretty much National City, you know, like uh, since I'm from National City, California, you know, uh, a small little city in San Diego. Um, I called it South Bay All-Stars, you know, because a lot of people, you know, say that National City is South Bay. You know, um, I consider South Bay, National City, from National City to San Isidro. That's what I consider South Bay All-Stars. So this, this was the next CD that I dropped. 
I have fingers on it. Okay. Um, David Wade was a, a a singer that did the song with Little Rob. The take, uh, I forgot the song, but made him pretty pretty famous. I had Cosme on it. I had DWTX. I had Frank V. OG Spanish Fly, Stalker, uh, my boy Dream Nasty, Malablado, Dos Cara, Sleepy Malo, Bobby Anthony, and, and a few others. So this one came next. And then after that one was the one that we went in in, in uh, Japan. We uh, signed with Doug Baller's Records in Japan. So this was uh, an album we did in Japan. Their fucking engineers are amazing out there, man. Fuck their production. How long were you out there for that? We were we were there for a couple of days, but we're fucking constantly working. working. Yeah, like 12, 13 hours in the studio. Fucking, we didn't sleep. We didn't sleep much, you know. Like fuck. After autograph sessions, we were in the studio, and then we had a concert. It was it was fucking crazy. So the, I think the ten days that we were there, we we're working fucking every fucking hour. Like That's we awesome. we hardly slept. But this one was in uh, Japan. This one we did in Japan. Now amazing. let me ask you this for the for the fans that maybe you know like a fan of this. Of your music where could they find this music oh they could find it on on itunes uh spotify title everywhere youtube they could find all my music uh on all the digital platforms awesome physical is hard to get right yeah, yeah like people like you know people don't really have cd players in their cars like i have a, a new car they don't have a fucking cd player no, it, it's it, weird i mean and i understand that but there are old school fans that like i love to see the credits yeah like me I, I mean, love to open the CD and see who who produced number one. Look, look for this generation. Let me tell you this: this is what we used to get off on, whether it was a cassette, yeah, or whether it was a CD. We love to read the credits. Fuck yeah! Special okay. thanks, you know. Yes, especially if you knew how to read. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's you know. exactly, uh, you know, like I would love to to bring like bring fucking CDs back, right. but it's so hard, huh? Yeah. So I mean. So that's why I sell my uh, mixtapes uh, via download or you can buy the hard copy. Because yeah, yeah. I've had dudes, multiple people, multiple say, you know what? Here's what I want to do. I'm going to buy two sets of your CD. They spend a yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah. And here's what they say. One uh, set I'm going to open and then one I'm going to leave it sealed. Yeah. Because that's classic shit. Yeah. Like so. this one. Like this one. I'm, I'm going to look for it on eBay or or whatever but they're fucking sending like a hundred bucks and shit i'm gonna buy it and i'm gonna fucking put it in my safe it's just it's so hard to like come across like right you know like like you said like if i get your stuff i'm gonna keep one in my safe right right you just have to because like you're never gonna see it again you know like i think uh cds are gonna be fucking like dinosaurs and shit it's, it's true that's true like i still buy blu-rays people yeah. say oh just look at netflix i still <laughs> like blu-rays yeah no i mean i like to open up the box yeah Take it out, make my popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> press play, and then guess what? I get a phone call. I press pause. Yeah. I, I like, I like yeah. Blu-rays, bro. What's your favorite movie, Tony? There's no such thing as a favorite movie, but I'll give you maybe my top five. Yeah, like a like a gangster Italian movie. My favorite gangster movie, believe it or not, you're not gonna believe it. It's probably Carlitos Way. Fuck yeah, shit is bad. Carlitos Way because. I'm not trying to say I'm Al Pacino, but it reminds me a lot of me. Yeah. Because. Like how he fucking, you know, stood up for his lawyer and shit, you know? That, and he was trying to get out of it, but people were always Drag trying to. Drag him yeah. right back fucking in. You yeah. know, like when the girl, when when his girl saying, you know, um, isn't going to get you in trouble, isn't going to get you killed. He's like, I got to do this one more time, and then I'm out. Like, you know, when he's fighting with her. Look, let me tell you something. Don't do it one more time. 
Yeah, yeah, because you're going to go back to prison. Listen to your girl. Yeah. Prison or death. Yeah, and that's what happened. He died at the end. Yeah, he died at the end. Okay. Prison or listen to your girl. Yeah. Sometimes so she, she's right. I, if you think you're a hard ass, I'll die for my motherfucker. Let me tell you something, dumbass. <laughs> There were people dying for their fucking hood before you were ever fucking born. Yeah. If streets can talk, if the streets can talk, you know what the streets? That motherfucker died in 1957. This yeah. motherfucker died in 1968. Yep. This motherfucker died in 1990 for what? For a street that doesn't give a fuck about him. Yeah. Let's be honest, bro. Yeah. You know, I mean, we could say this is my neighborhood. I get it. This yeah. is our city we grew up in. I love my city. I love my community. Yeah. That's all love. Yeah. But when you're willing to say, I would die for my neighborhood, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, I, I was thinking about the movie Scarface. Okay. Fucking like, how many times have we watched that movie? Over fucking, what, 20? Thousands. Yeah. And I was thinking like, fuck, you know, if, if fucking, uh, if that day when fucking Elvira left that restaurant and shit, if she had left and she was pregnant somehow, and they could have made a fucking remix, right? A, a Scarface 2. Yeah. Right? You know how like fucking... Like she, she couldn't give him a, a baby because she was so coked out, right? And I'm like, fuck. If Scarface would have had a part two, if if there was another little fucking Tony Montana, yeah, I think that fucking movie would have blew, like, would have blew up. But maybe like like Carlitos Way Part Two, I didn't like, I didn't like the second part. No, it, it with was Jay the, Hernandez, the prequel. Yeah, it I didn't was like fucking it. Stupid. Yeah, with Puff Daddy and shit. Like see, I, I thought it was way. way see, here's how you gotta look at Scarface. Look at it backwards. Think about this. I'm going to give you a visual. This is how sick Tony Vision is. Okay. Scarface is about a guy that jumps out of a pool backwards, jumps up to his balcony, puts his gun away. Okay. Yeah. Gets with his girl. I don't want nothing to do with you. Okay. Gets a job at, at a restaurant selling sandwiches. Yeah. Hops on a bus. I see you in a sandwich, man. Can and get goes back home to Cuba. Yeah. Happy ending. True. Right. I just, I just freestyled that. Hey, so. you know what? I never, I never thought about it that way. I always fucking thought about it like, fuck, what about if he would, if Tony Montana would have had a kid, not kill fucking his best friend for fucking his sister? Manolo. Manolo. That's a classic name though. Fuck yeah. 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 If I ever get a dog, I'm going to name him Manolo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I never had a dog. But, yeah. Manolo. But Either that or Ryu. Those Ryu. are classic movies, huh? Scarface, Goodfellas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, Carlitos Way. So here's another one. This is not an order, yeah. okay? I would have to say Braveheart. <laughs> William Wallace. <laughs> That's a good one. That's though. a fucking good one. Okay, and then I'm going to say Gladiator is my shit. Yeah, that was a fucking beast yeah. movie. The, the only Gladiator movie where you, you don't have to have a six-pack. Yeah. You look at bullshit movies, I'm sorry, like 300. Yeah. You know, every motherfucker in there had a six-pack. God, my <laughs> way. You know, like, come on, all you guys were eating right? Like... <laughs> So, yeah, I know. That's a good movie, Gladiator. Okay. So, Carlitos Way, Gladiator. Braveheart. Braveheart. Braveheart Gladiator, Gladiator. And there's another movie called The Pianist. I think I've seen that. It, it's about a Jewish guy that plays piano yeah. when uh, 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 the Germans um, invaded Poland. Yeah, yeah. An amazing movie. The okay. Pianist. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Okay. I haven't finished it, but I started seeing it. And then I'm going to say my last one, Passion of the Christ. Yeah, man. that's That one's hard. That's hard to watch. Like, I always yeah. say, like, I always think about that, right? I always think of, you know, I'm a big believer. I'm a Catholic, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm a Catholic, right? So I always think about 
the fact that how how in the fuck like you or me you know how can we see this happening would you allow that shit to happen no like i i I couldn't i couldn't allow that to happen i'll fucking jump in even if i would get beat up or stabbed or whatever i just couldn't see another human being it didn't matter if it was jesus christ just i couldn't see another man uh being hurt and and not me jump in or, or do something about and it and i'm gonna tell you why because you're rare when i say you're rare most people would be doing this you're absolutely right what? that's that's what that's what the generation has come to yes instead of fucking you know taking off your shirt and fucking yeah i know getting ready with for the putazos yeah people will fucking start recording you I know. and do uh what do, what do they do world star yes yeah i just couldn't you know that movie fucking really really fucking hurts like just i, I don't care i i would die for a kid i would die for an elderly with no fucking questions asked i don't care where they're from you know that's just the way it works and i agree with you 100 and i would like to hope that everybody that's watching would agree with us 100 because right. when it, let me tell you something i said this once in an interview and because i said this it was taken down and i'm gonna say it loud and clear okay i said this if you ever want god mad at you mess with women and children Yep, I agree with you. Okay. And um, I said this in the interview, and the person who interviewed me didn't like the answer, and she took it down. Okay? So, you know what? Cool, whatever. But I still, and I still stand by that. Yeah, me too. I, I, because I truly believe that not only are women God's gift to us, but also children. Yeah, I agree. I you agree. Know, when it comes to children, bro, I would I would have no problem laying down my life for for because look at my age I feel that I've already lived my life yeah that's and, exactly how I feel and I would have no problem giving it up to a two three four five year old who yeah. hasn't lived their life you know what they got a, they got such a, a life to you know live and absolutely like you said we already lived a lot like if I die today yeah. I'm super happy yeah like I'm super blessed, you know, with what yes. you know. I started from the bottom, like you did. Yeah. But I'm super blessed to be where I'm at, where we're at. You yeah. know, like we have beautiful children. Yeah. You know, you have grandkids, right? Yes. You know, and I would love to have grandkids one day. Hopefully, my son or my daughter, you know, give me grandkids. Yeah. But like I said, if I was to die today in a car accident, whatever, get shot up, didn't matter. You know, yeah. because I, I really love uh, what I created. The love, the the life that we that we have now is like right. man, like fuck. We fucking, we went through some shit. Yeah. Like, I can tell, like, just, you know, by speaking to you face to face, like, you've been through through, through yeah. a lot of shit. And you saying that, I want to say this, that we we have probably, and listeners right now can, can uh, pretty much confirm this. We've probably done enough dirt that we should have been taken out a long time ago. Yep. But let me say this. It's only been through God's grace and mercy that we're still here. Yeah. So, um, to me, every day is a blessing, bro. Yep. Every day is a blessing that I'm above ground. I always like to say this. I'm blessed. People say, why? I'm not dead in jail or in the hospital, bro. Yep. So, I've been blessed. So. And that's when you find out who your true friends are. Yes. When you're in the fucking hospital, when you're in prison, and when you're in the cemetery. You know? 
and that's the, the you know my dad always used to tell me this and I and I still believe this my dad used to tell me hijo tú puedes contar tus amigos en una mano you can only count your hands in one fucking hand and, and have fingers true. left over yeah and you yeah. have I have thousands of fucking friends uh, yeah. friends right on Facebook yeah but people that you can count on uh, people that are not going to let you down is going to be your 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 parents you know you will have good friends you will have loyal motherfuckers that will be there for you yeah but to say that you can count friends in in over one hand you can't you yeah, know no you can't it's just really rare yeah to trust people too yeah oh man but yeah like it's a blessing to be here it's you know like i don't know about you but every night when i go to bed siempre me persino i don't know like i yes absolutely you know me persino la mañana i i thank god for another day yeah you know and it's like fuck you know like like i said it's fuck it's amazing you know what people have told me what is your secret to winning believing in yourself okay here here was my answer my secret is simple i pray you know i i pray okay yeah i i know my self-worth but i pray you know and i ask god to lead and guide me and to give me wisdom and knowledge and whatever i do because i know i have people looking up to me you know as friends yeah and um so i ask god to give me wisdom and knowledge and then you also pray for your for the people that don't want to see you do good Absolutely. I always do that. I always do that. Absolutely. Like, like I pray, you know, for if I have a hater, I'm like, man, I pray for you. You know, like I hope yes. that you do better than me. I hope that you that you succeed in everything that you're doing. You know, like I just I I want to be positive. I want to be a, a, a you know like like you. I want to create this uh this unity between us. Like yeah. you know like positivity. You know, we need more positivity. We need more unity. And um, we're always fighting each other. And we're always fucking talking shit about each other. Yeah. I'm like so sick and tired of it. You know, like with everything that we have going on, it's like, man, I, I, I relate the message. Like, fuck, let's unite. Let's fucking, uh, you know, let's bring more positivity. Absolutely. Because our kids are the ones that are going to, they're, they're looking, they're, they're, yeah. they're listening. Yeah. You know, he, he, my son's right there. He's on his phone probably, right? <laughs> but he's listening, you know? Absolutely. It's just, you know, like, and I can tell he was listening because he smiled. <laughs> it's just, you know, like, believe it or not, we're, we're there. We're the role models. We have to show them a better way. Yes. And even to the youngsters, to the the young artists. Yeah. Like I always tell them, hey, fucking, you can do it. Just put your mind to it. Don't fucking tell. Them, don't don't let nobody tell you that you can't do it. Right. You know, go to, go to the drawing board and fucking and do your storyboard and and do your vision and and fucking go for it. Yeah. You know, because if you say shit, I want to do this, but I don't know how. Fuck. Like I didn't know I didn't have fucking a lot of money to to start my own record label because it costs a lot of money to, to yeah. do anything, to register and to pay for the fucking licenses and all that. You know I started from the ground and like I said, uh, you know I didn't I didn't get this handed to me. I worked right. hard. You got to put the footwork in. You know, absolutely. MTO. Anything I didn't ask you, or anything I should have asked you. Fuck, I don't know. I don't think I th I think you got everything. One last question. Um, can the fans expect anything new from MTO? Uh, you know what? I've been so busy working on other projects, on other people's projects. And I did want to mention this. Um, the Aztec Tribe, they're bringing something real soon. Okay. Um, I've been working a lot with the Aztec Tribe lately. Um, and they've been in the studio. And fuck, man, their they're, they're new stuff 
it's gonna bring back that old school feeling, the G funk, you know, like it's gonna it's gonna blow people's minds. And um hopefully I'm crossing my fingers. We got Rob on on, on one of the features, little Rob. So okay. hopefully he comes through with it. Um but yeah, you know, like I've been so dedicated to helping others, but yeah, I'm I've been thinking about dropping another album. Okay. You know, and that's why you know Queenie fucking told me, Hey, let's get a track done. And um, you know, it's it's hard. Like I think um over the years, you know, I haven't done music in about two, three years. Yeah. Um, the last song that I did, it was a single called Dear, my, Dear Dad, and it was for my dad. And um, you can get that one on iTunes as well. But, yeah, it's it's hard. Like, you know, the motivation, the inspiration. I don't know, like, if I've lost it or if I'm just a businessman. I just got to help these artists out. Right. But I, I do want to drop something. It's just so hard, like, uh, to get in the studio, you know, like. I take care of my little girl, like, you know, every every weekend or on Saturdays, I'm, I'm watching my baby. So it's really hard to get back in the studio, you know? Right. But I do want to drop something because I know I have, uh, you know, we have a, a couple of fans out there, you know, okay. like yeah. in Japan and in, in, in Germany and Italy. Fuck, you know, when I look at my analytics on, on the on the royalties, I'm like, fuck, uh, Saudi Arabia, Philippines. I'm like, damn, fucking, there's, we still have fans, you know? We're still awesome. making money off of that. So Awesome. Yeah, definitely want to drop some stuff. I, I'm hoping that Stalker Local drops another uh, album. Right. Shout outs to um, Little Azteca. He was uh, he was on my label too with Clover, um, Low Dog. Uh, fuck, so many so many artists that I have under under the catalog right now. Awesome. Um, I want to mention, and um, hopefully you can confirm this, that you are helping me trying to get. The former Mexican heavyweight champion, that's right, and Ruiz here on the show. Yep, yeah. So I've been. It's gonna possibly happen after his um, his fight. I can't say when his fight is, but he's been in training camp. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's absolutely right. Tony is right. I'm working on uh, getting Andy the Destroyer Ruiz in the show. Hopefully, he comes true. He comes uh, through. It's hard, you know, with the with the training camp and all that. Of course. So, but yeah, like um, I'm hoping that that we're it trying to make through. it happen. Oh yeah, man, because like that's that's a, I mean, he was an underdog, you know. I know. And fuck, he's like, he's a heavyweight champion of the world. And he was Mexican, shit. That shit's hard, that right? Shit's dope. Fuck, shout outs to Andy, the Destroyer Reese, right there. Andy the and his team, uh, Alex, Mike G, um, uh, Chente. Fuck, shout outs to everybody on Destroyer. So you heard it here. So other than that. Um, Something else I was, I was gonna ask you, but oh, got me drunk already. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. So, um, fuck. There was one thing I was gonna ask you. One thing you know what I've been noticing because I have a photographic memory. Yeah. Every time I drink, I'm starting to like, like como se dice, like, <laughs> you know what I'm thinking about right now, albonigas. So, <laughs> but uh, other than that, brother. Any shout-outs you want to give, anything you want to promote, anything you want to push? Uh, shout-outs to all the homies from uh, from National City. Yeah. You know, like I'm the first one from National City to come on the show. So, it, like I said, it's a blessing to be here uh, in an ama amazing platform. Uh, so, shout-outs to all the homies doing time. I can't forget about the homies doing time. You know, my homie, uh, Funny Boy and, and Mosco, they're doing some time in Pelican And they're Bay. listening. And they're listening, and they're listening, right? Much love to yeah. you guys. Hey, everybody in Pelican Bay, in Tehachapi, everywhere, you know, all the homies down, you know, because like, like I said, you know, I can't forget about the homies that are locked down, yeah. you know? I always write to them, make sure that they're good and shit, and um, 
they always make sure I'm good. Yeah. And um, that's what it's about. Don't forget where you come from. And I don't forget where I come from. You know, the roots. Uh, you know, I was raised in the city they call Nasty, National City, California. Old Town National City, to be exact. Uh, shout outs to uh, to all my, my CalMix artists. Um, shit, fuck. Uh, to everybody that, that tuned in, thank you for watching. And uh, if you tuned in, I hope you guys like the segment. And um, I hope to be back, you know, one day. Absolutely. And absolutely, absolutely. For, the, for the Thanksgiving drive. Yes. Like I said, count me in. I'm sure Victor Lopez and SoCal Tacos uh, will be in. Yes. Like anything for the community. It doesn't matter where, where you guys are from. It's all about, you know, about yeah. love for, for the support for the youth. And, and yeah, support Raza. That's what it's about. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, that's about it. Other than that, brother, I want to thank you hey, Tony. for coming through and Muchas giving gracias. me the honor and the pleasure to interview, interview you. Muchas gracias. Um, other than that, uh, I want to thank everybody on the live chat. Uh, people that are talking shit, people that are not talking shit. <laughs> it's all fun. Like, like seriously, it's fucking hilarious. I you can't guys, see it. But you guys make it exciting for us. Like, seriously. So, um, everybody on there, thank Hello. you. Uh, people that have commented, liked, subscribed, shared, whatever. Thank you guys. Um, other than that, um, I want to give a shout out once, once again to MTO, Mexican taking over. Um, if you ever get a shirt, I want one. I'll buy oh, it, right. bro. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, no. MTO. We I need got, to start. I got, I got a poster for you, but I mean, I don't know if you yeah. have posters. Or... We need to start sp uh, sporting MTO, Mexicans taking over. That's what we need to We're do. We're the majority, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> we are. You know what yeah. we do? We fucking do Hawaiian food. We do Filipino <laughs> food. We do sushi, <laughs> Italian, Italian food. food. We do everything. Okay? And they wanted to build a border on us, right? Yeah, we fucking already have wall. a fucking border. It's okay. We'll just climb over <laughs> that motherfucker. But we'll fucking dig holes. In yeah, this exactly. <laughs> uh, a fucking we'll, we'll get flown over by a drone. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You know, we'll get we'll get over. We're intelligent. You know, Mexicans. We're fucking intelligent people, right? Carlos Slim is the richest. Mexican stands for Mexicans always get around. So we're good. So other than that, um, you know, let me give a shout out to my boy Anthony. My boy, Anthony. you know, people have been asking, who's Anthony? Who's Anthony? You know, but Anthony is running the board. He, he you know, he's driving the Titanic. Yeah. This is the new one. <laughs> this is the new one. This is the new Titanic. It's not going to sink. Okay. And for those of you that are constantly like talking shit, but anyways, other than that, um, Anthony's like the fucking, the man right now. Yeah, shout out to Anthony, man. Anthony, and let me give a shout out to Alex, Alex Cervantes. If you want your fucking car fixed, hit him up. He's on his, uh, his yeah. earphones. He's not even trying. He's not even listening. I want to give a shout out to my son, uh, Be Scandalous. Uh, be Scandalous doesn't mean be nice. It means be scandalous. Okay. I want to give a shout out to my boy, uh, uh, DG Media Clips, Daniel Jones. Much love, much respect. He just got over the COVID. Many of you uh, people have been asking, what's up with DG Media Clip? He had COVID. And today he al actually allowed me to announce that he had COVID. So, and his wife caught it and his son caught it. So out of respect, I didn't say nothing. But today he allowed me to mention it. So other than that, you know, we're good. Uh, and I'm going to give a shout out to myself, okay, for making this happen. Tony yep. A., you're a good guy. You are. I'm a friend to the end. As a matter of fact, <laughs> like I'm a mog. I'm half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. Okay, so other than that, I'll see you Wednesday. 
King T, Compton Legend, y si no te gusta, vete a la verga. You know what I'm saying? Métete al pinche dedo por el chicloso, culero. So, other than that, have a blessed night. See you Wednesday. Thank <laughs> you.